This is the Criteria Increase Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Are you there? And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're going bananas as we watch Spine 340 in the Criterion Collection. Barbet Schroeder's Coco, a talking gorilla from 1978. But first, RJ. Yeah? how's How's it going over there? Uh, it was pretty good today. Uh, after work, um, some people brought over some pizzas for the people who work at, at my establishment. Oh. So I got a free what, pizza. What, now, is this a, like a uh, competitor's pizza place that you work at? From my mm. from my understanding, no, no, this was the hut. Oh, this was the hut that was there. So, uh, uh, I don't know there why it was there i didn't ask questions i just heard got an email pizza in the staff room and i went i'll be there (laughs) and uh it happened at the end of the day so a lot of people had already left Uh um so there was like 10 pizzas there and they're like you guys can just take these and i was like don't mind if i do (laughs) (laughs) it's a couple couple under the arm like a like a like like an artist folio (laughs) don't mind if i do and uh i texted andy i said baby I got dinner tonight. Dinner's on me. I said, don't worry about dinner. Giving you the night off. I'm taking care of things. I got it. I got it handled. Uh, So that was a a nice way to end the day. I was like, man. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that. You you know who else has things handled? Who's that? The fine people at Manscaped. Holy cow. Whose support for the Criteria Increase podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Their Mm. products are precision-engineered tools for your family Mm -hmm. jewels. Oh, yeah. Manscaped's Performance Package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million uh, worldwide men who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, dear listener. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CREEPS. That's C-R-E. E-E-P-S at manscaped.com. And according to Manscaped's math, that's about 8 million balls they've uh, attended to. Man, that's a lot of math. No. That's a lot of balls. Mm -hmm, Jarrett, mm -hmm. how many balls do you have frequently? Are you around the 8 million as well? Not yet. No. No. You'll get there, though, if you Mm -hmm. keep trying. Working. Goals. 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 Have I talked to you about their proprietary skin safe technology lately, Jarrett? Not lately. Not lately? Man, what have I been doing? You know that weed whacker? It's waterproof, Jarrett, and it helps re- reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose hairs, Jarrett. Because hmm. I know we got them. Those brambly little boys are coming out, and man, yeah, they, you better watch you, you out. You know when you're getting ready to have a shower, mm-hmm. RJ? I mean, if you're still yeah. doing that kind of thing. But you find yourself Free. entangled mm-hmm. with, with with your uh, your old underoos because you haven't ordered your manscaped underpants yet, and, oh, yeah. and your and your hairs. It's like yeah, and you're getting all snagged up. You got to go chop your way free with a pair of toenail scissors, and just mm-hmm. shred your way out. Well, oh yeah, frequently. Yeah, I mean, and you're dealing with pubes that have like the thickness of Atlantic cables. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Those been. heavy ones. Yeah. We've all been there. You know where I have been, actually, Jared? Remember how I've ta- frequently talked about that Lenny Kravitz yeah. gif? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I told you how that happened to me, like, not too long ago, right? Because <laughs> of that pair of underwear I own Where that has you, the blowout you, in the you, bottom. You busted out. Yeah, I, I busted out real bad. But uh, so I, I didn't throw those underwear out. <laughs> I still have them. And I was wearing them the other day, and I forgot. And then I Lenny Kravitz it again. But here's the thing, Jared. With the new Manscaped four point, uh, Perfect Package 4.0, I wasn't ashamed anymore. I was comfortable in my yeah. own skin. But were you too comfortable? <laughs> Some might say too comfortable because I didn't realize that the entire back under part of my underwear had been blown out. Now, these these weren't manscaped underwears, I got to tell you, Jared, because if they were, I would have had total protection, total comfort. This was the off-brand underwear. This was Brand X boxer oh. briefs. Oh, man. Yeah, we don't want to give away any names. <laughs> oh, no. No, you you know about Brand X. Yeah, we are, well, you know those guys. Well, I, I know you love to hate them. Yeah, man, and you hate to love them. That's uh, that's the thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I Lenny Kravitz did again the other day, but uh, man, I wasn't embarrassed anymore. I'm not afraid anymore. Wow. Just like in, you know, that movie where the kid goes, "I'm not afraid anymore." Remember that? Mm-hmm. I can't speak to it because that's probably copyright protection. RJ, do you think the the listeners are ready for the commitment? The commitment of having the right tool for the right job. I sure hope so. I mean, because, you know, who who isn't tired of having to go between your face and your junk with your uh, with your little uh, buzzer? Well, I mean, I was just using a pair of scissors between the two, and I got to tell you, Jared, <laughs> it was dangerous. Yeah, just hunks of flesh just flying left and right. Oh, you, you can't you can't be taking these kind of risks. It was dangerous, and that's why I opted. For this lawnmower 4.0, Jarrett, because not only is it waterproof, that's right, but it has that skin-safe replaceable ceramic blades <laughs> that, you know what, <laughs> man, they are going to help reduce nicks and tears and cuts. And, you know, if you don't want to completely prolapse, this might be the t- the tool for the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was pretty cool, I thought. And you know what I like? That wireless charge, Jarrett. Because uh, everyone knows uh, my hatred for wires. We've we've talked about it many times, am I right? It's always just getting caught up in it. Yeah, but with electromagnetic induction, the lawnmower 4.0, man, wireless charging. And that dock, sleek, sleek. I had the family over the, the other day, and they went, man, that's a nice-looking dock. And I said, yeah, I know. Precision and elegance. And Ele- grace. Elegance. Elegance and grace. And uh, other things, too, were also in, involved in that conversation. Mm. It's about about so, scrotums. Well, I mean, about the dock. It was, <laughs> it, it was everything I need. Yeah. And you know when I'm not using it, I put it in my uh, my travel pouch, the well, just, shed travel well, bag. Just wow. th- just think, like now, I mean, this is the sort of stuff that you could be proud to leave out on the on the bathroom counter. <laughs> so when you have guests over, they go, "What's up with that? Why do you have so many ways to like trim your body hair?" And you just go, "Let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped, Dad." Well, see, here's and, the thing, and, right? and and folks, Father's Day is just around the corner. Father Day, Father's Day's coming up, and nothing says "I love you, Dad" more like getting him the ultimate care, that the ultimate performance package 4.0. It's got everything, Jared. And yeah, you won't be embarrassed leaving it out on the, on the bathroom counter. You might even put it out on the kitchen counter because you're gonna be so proud. Yeah, and uh, right there, because you know what, you might need it right then you, and there. 
You it, might need a jerk. The moment might strike you, and yeah. you'll be like, oh, shit, I'm, I was just here eating an apple, and I, I gave myself a scritch, and I went, ooh, that, that seems unreasonable, and uh, better better yeah. take care of it. Yeah, and I mean, even if it's right in the middle of that family dinner, you know, you're eating that paschetti, uh, and you're just like, yeah. you know what? Especially during family dinner. Family dinner. Because you know but... what? You have no more shame. No more shame. It's the end no of shame. It's, not... it's, the, it's the end of shame. Yeah, not with the performance package, Jarrett. You're going to be saying, "Wow, I feel terrific." And why wouldn't you? With when you get twenty percent off and free shipping with code Creeps at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping uh, at Manscaped.com. Use code Creeps. C R E E P S. Unlock your confidence. And always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Trademark. Period. Man. Huge. Wow. That, uh, yeah, it is huge. It, it's, wow. uh, I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I, I like the sound effect. Right? Do, Where, do, where's do, that? Do you think uh, our listeners uh, ever like thought they'd be thinking about the state of to podcast hosts genital grooming probably probably i mean i mean if they've if, listened to this i mean podcast, yeah if they should have seen it coming quite frankly yeah if they've listened to this podcast they're probably like we thought it was going to come sooner mm-hmm. but it didn't rj uh, how, how's the toilet doing uh, it's still kind of rough man it's still kind of like it sways so like i don't want to I didn't get the, t- the seat stabilizers yet because they're like 20 bucks. But then it's like, well, I could just get a brand new seat again for like 30 bucks. And it's like, do I do I just try to get a new seat to resolve the problem or do I use the seat stabilizers? What would you do? <laughs> I'd sell the house. <laughs> so, get I mean, out. Guess end the end the conversation. Do what's yeah. best. Get out. I get I, out while the getting's good. I genuinely thought about it when i saw the shape of some of the toilets here after the carpet guys were in here i said andy put the house up for sale i don't care if we're supposed to move in a week we're selling this bitch because something ain't right in idaho you know what i mean get yourself a bidet i don't know if that'll solve the problem though because the bidet's got to hook into the seat well i mean i mean get like a whole new setup oh just have a bidet yeah just. Can you go in the bidet and then wash in the bidet? Or I don't do you know. have to? Yeah, to, maybe there's probably got to be some sort of hole <laughs> for uh, uh, for for disposal. Uh, like a like a disposal. You, you just yeah, you just squat. <laughs> oh, you just squat in it? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> this isn't a part of uh, our uh, our Canadian culture, our way of life. Well, no, we don't want the bidets because it gets so cold up here. I feel like um. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like it'd be too cold to have a bidet. Yeah, I, I've, heard, I mean? I, I've heard good things. Are you gonna try? I've never, I've, I never have had the opportunity. And I, 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 I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> You're just like, oh, I don't know where this this has been. Like, who else has used it? Do you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and, and, for, not... and, and for what purpose? To what and end? For what? For what purpose? I think is a, a very very mm-hmm. important question. So uh you can get um I I just look and we're not we're not sponsored by these people but yet. you can get a t- not yet. Wait till, get... wait, wait, wait till they see the numbers we're going to have 
these these manscape numbers uh, which uh oh yeah don't worry folks uh here, here's your incentive if you want ball talk just mm-hmm. just don't order but if you if you're looking for us to have to come up with material every week for the rest of our lives yes just, just keep buying that product yep yeah i uh manscaped said that they appreciate full transparency so yes if uh if these ads work and you like hearing about balls, you got to go over there. You got to use that code. That's right. You, yeah, you got to use that code. But we don't have a Tushy code yet. So maybe if you're going to buy um, a Tushy bidet, you can just write in that you want us to to be a part of a thing. So anyways, um, you can get a Tushy classic bidet toilet seat attachment, non-electric self-cleaning water sprayer for eighty six fifty three. Plus twelve dollars shipping, so about a hundred bucks will get you in the bidet business. Not bad. And if you want, and if you want the Tushy Ottoman original premium toilet stool, that's ninety six dollars. The toilet stool, Jarrett, is more expensive than the bidet itself. Hmm. So, in case you're interested, <laughs> or just go to the backyard. <laughs> oh, that's what I've been doing. You have a perfectly good garden hose out there. I do. I, well, we have a rain barrel too, so that's even better because it saves on water. Perfect. And I mean, uh, the neighbors—they're still getting used to us. They're still getting used to us. Yeah, they're not used to your your new eccentricities. Well, when we moved in, they said, "You guys, nice, quiet folk." And I said, "Listen, buddy, if I want to wash my ass in the backyard, you're gonna sit there and <laughs> you you're gonna ever, watch." I don't know if you, have you ever got that experience of uh, living next door to people with dogs that just shit in the backyard. And, uh, and, our and, our neighbor has a dog. Yeah, they just he doesn't leave dog shits uh, out there roasting in the sun. No, actually, they they uh they're pretty pretty active with that's, it. I, I've that's, never that's, seen that's, shit on their yard. That's good. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been a witness to this, and it's it's yeah. not it's not great because you're like, oh yeah, I'd uh, like to be you outside. Go, that's I'd like to hang out outside a little bit more, but uh, I can't because <laughs> it smells like just just toasted dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, they're actually they're very active with it. Um, I wasn't gonna say like the yard the yard is half like bleached because you know dog pee, but who I don't give a shit about that. So if it was up to me, lawn maintenance would not be a thing in our society. I think we should just let that shit grow. Oh yeah, and who gives a fuck? You and, know what I mean? And shit where you like, and shit where you like. So if I want to go out into my tall grass and make some stuff happen. That should be my business, right, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. You have a nice, my little, a nice leafy tree on hand. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we got lots of leafy stuff. Uh, our oh. garden is blooming a lot. Uh, are you a rhubarb man? I am not at all. Damn it! Yeah, you're... we got a pile of oh, rhubarb. Look, there's plenty of rhubarb people out there. I'm sure. You just gonna start yeah. making them, them pies. I know, but I, I also don't, and don't, am and don't, and don't, and don't let, the, don't let those kitties eat it. No, no, we wouldn't, uh, yeah, we don't let our cats outside anyways, but uh, even if we bring it in, it'll uh, straight straight in a bucket, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So out of, out, of, out of reach, but no, I'm not a big root, we only have one rhubarb bush, so it's not, it's not like, we're not going to have a shit ton of rhubarb, but I'm not a huge rhubarb guy, so what about plums, Jared? Are you a plum man? No. <laughs> we got a plum tree. What about apples? Apples are okay, but I, it we seems have, like people with apple trees are always trying to hawk their gross ass apples onto others because they're they just yeah. rotten, attract There's wasps. So many, 
Yeah, I know. Well, apparently a neighbor was walking through our alley yesterday, and he was just like, he was like, what are you guys doing with all the garden stuff? He's he's actually really nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is what this kind of tree is. That's this one. He's like, oh, that apple tree? He's like, don't eat those apples. And we're like, what? He's like, bad apples, man. Mess you up. And we're like, holy shit, all right. He was like, yeah, they they never ate those apples. They always gave them, uh, like, donated them to, like, a some kind of, like, animal thing. They're like, bad apples, man. Don't eat them. And we're like, okay. So we have a poison apple tree outside. <laughs> the, the, the animals. Well, I, well, I don't, well, he didn't say that they were poison. He just said they were always bad. And I was like, okay. We're like, we don't really know what that means, well, maybe, but maybe, all right. Well, maybe uh, once you start uh, uh, shitting back there, that'll be some real authentic <laughs> fertilizer. New- uh, there, love, uh, there, is a, <laughs> there is a compost out there with worms in it. Ooh. So, so it's uh, apparently the right, the real composts are the ones that got worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want some worms? No, I'm good. Uh, do you have any, like, I don't know, Taco Time burrito trees going on back there? We're, I mean, I was going to say we're close to a Taco Time, but as are you. I could probably get... No, um, but, but like, do you have anything that grows in the back? Like, you know, Taco Time hot sauce or, I don't know, like chocolate chip think, cookies? Uh, any, Crustos. Any, Okay. Well, you know Taco I, Time. I, yeah, I know about Crustos. They they ain't what they used to be. No, no, they're not not quite the same. You know, if you want uh, if you want something a little bit closer to real Crustos, go check out Little Nicaraguan Coffee Company in Creepsville, and uh, they have Crustos that are actually pretty good, Jarrett. Pretty good. That is an well, unpaid well, ad. I feel That's like, how much I believe in I feel the like product. Sugarheads on the show all of a sudden. It's an unpaid uh, ad, and it's just because I believe in the product. I see. So much. So much. So much. So so hard. <laughs> so much, Jarrett. Well, hey, you want to hear some emails? Any emails? I, I don't believe so. Okay. That's fine. Um, But we got Keegan Day. Ooh, Keegan-Michael Key. With an email entitled, Manscaped Balls. Oh, oh, so he has he joined? Does he want to continue to hear about the performance package? Well, Let's find, find out. Let's find out. Wow, guys, congratulations on the partnership with Manscaped. Really good brand. <laughs> so much smoothness and excitement. I can't yes. wait to get home from work and find out which pants legs they've slipped down. It's like playing heads or tails. The only negative with Manscaped is that there's less men out there that can wear shorts or short shorts, but so worth it. What, what do they mean less because they're so smooth and the pants will just fall right off? Maybe. I mean, I get, I, that's never stopped, like, dudes going around with, like, big old hairy balls. What kind? Hairy. Big old hairy balls. Un, un, oh, okay. Unmanscaped. Hey, oh, okay, I should save this story for next week. Never mind. You, you remember Remind that me week? to tell you about the locker room with the old guy. Okay, you don't, you, you don't remember that bit from Jackass? <laughs> With the Johnny Knoxville. Oh, uh, the bad grandpa balls just hanging out. I Mm. remember. I remember. I remember. You remember that? I remember. I remember. Hear about this? You seeing this? You hearing about this? Oh. Short and sweet. Short and sweet from Keegan. Next up, we got. That was it? Oh, shit. Oliver Granger uh, with an an email titled J Dog Better Stock Up. And he's got a Uh link here to BBC News Technology. Apple oh, to discontinue the iPod after 21 oh, years. 
Dan, what, how many iPods do you own? Uh, I've owned two. Two? Yep. It's I've, pretty good, I guess. I've owned two, but after 21 years, uh, it, it, it will soon not even be an option. Because whatever's out there in the world, mm. that's it. It's all over with. I guess, like, people just have iPhones or other phone devices that do it all anyway. But for yeah. um, some plain folk like myself who have never had a uh, phone, a cell mm-hmm. phone, um, the iPod was great for uh, a workaround. I, I see. You still don't have a phone, hey? Correct. Yeah. Are you going to – so if the iPod gets discontinued, what are you going to do? I, I don't know. <laughs> you could get a Zoom. A, a Zoom? Zune, <laughs> a Z U N E, a Zune. That's a that's what uh, Microsoft did for their iPod. Do you remember the Zune? I, I will definitely not be doing that. You're not going to get a Zune? No. Uh, Why not? I, I'll, I'll probably uh, I'll have to figure it out. Well, like, can I get an iPhone that doesn't just just a new one? I mean, yeah, that, you that, can you can yeah, buy an iPhone that, that, anytime. You yeah. don't have to get a phone plan with it. Oh, I, oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah, that that is actually what I'm I've got at the moment. A second hand yeah. one that was gifted to me, um, and it's working yeah. okay. But that battery life, it, it gets worse and worse. And yeah. it's like, well, if I, I like when I have to buy one. Well, mm-hmm. one thing I was kind of banking on was my job. At one point, I was talking about uh, that because I would have to be on call potentially. Uh, I could. Yeah. They, they might actually pay for my phone, and I was like outstanding that's living the dream but uh they've backslid on that i feel like without saying it and yeah. i'm like so i'm on the hook so i'm like i don't what am i gonna do i don't know what are you gonna do i don't know i just don't know i have a samsung s7 yeah that uh i could sell you um it's no. gently used i'm good uh interesting trades considered so I'm a I'm a no I'm a a simp for Apple RJ. I know, but maybe you'd like it if you went over to Android. I like Android. I think Android's fun. Because you don't I think it's fun. Well, when you uh, when you when you grow up and uh, get to have real money, real adult spending money, you'll be able to get yourself some some Apple products, and you'll be like, oh, ooh la la, where has this been all my life? My life's just so much easier now. I've used Apple products. I used to have an iPhone. I switched over to Android, and uh, I never looked they, back. They are cheaper, but I mean, when yeah. you have when all your other like devices are also Apple, it makes sense to be yeah Apple all the way. So that's why I got to stick with Android because I have an Android phone. I have a PC computer. So oh. when I get a new computer, I'm gonna have to get another PC because my phone is Android. When, when are you getting a new computer? Uh, when I have money again. Right. I just. Just bought a house, and uh, I, I'm in an unfortunate situation where uh, the vehicle I'm currently driving, Jared, Gold Dust, mm-hmm. is uh, it's Should... on life support oh, at the dear. moment. Oh, no. So it, oh, it is no. going down, which is not well, what we wanted, mm, but yeah, this it's is, happening. That's not, yeah, I mean, and the problem, too, is uh, look, looking at used cars online, and I'm not, I'm not in the market for it, man. Yes. But when I see stuff pop up on the old Facebook feed, I go, yes. what is this piece of shit? Like, we're talking... That's drastically overpriced? Dr- oh, hideously. Like, uh-huh. you, you cars that should be, like, I don't know, uh, a high school student's first car for 800 bucks, like, and it's, like, 2300 
And yep. you were like, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, look at, it's like there's no paint on it. It's like no hubcaps. It's like, what? how, where did they get off for this 22 year old car? But so, there, there's a, do you think a, I could sell gold dust for 2,300 bucks? You might be able to, but it's as is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you like, I'll, and I'll do full disclosure with people. The suspension is shot. The AC doesn't work. If you try to roll down the passenger window, it will fall out. Mm -hmm. I can promise you. But as long as you leave it up, it's fine. What if you accidentally uh, and, uh, tap it? Uh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, and it also, I have a screw in one of my tires. So uh, I, I haven't gotten it patched. I just put air in it every other day. <clears throat> so uh, are you interested? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm fine. That sounds Serious like, inquiries I, I, only. I think, I think you should pick it up. I think, I think you, should, you should get that. Especially free screw. Well, I mean, that's what I have right now, but it is, it's, it's dying, Jared. It's dying. So, uh, interesting trades are considered. Um, we could trade vehicles just straight across. Well, we'll, we'll talk. Cause I mean, uh, I, I don't, I'm not seeing Bane back there. Maybe he's already gone. Maybe he found a uh, No, Bane has been, was moved into the closet momentarily. Momentarily. Uh, momentarily until i i as you can tell we're still not quite settled i gotta get bane out somewhere yeah. i do have my data eyes there i don't know if you can see the data eyes i can't no you see what about there uh, it... vaguely very vague it's very tiny i i like it you can't really see it but it so the poster's rolled up and it's just his okay. eyes and well, then it has a little access denied thing there and now, now that i full screened i can see it you see it? Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that better than actually hung up. It's kind of funnier. Yeah. It's good. But yeah, Bane will be back. I'll put Bane out soon. Okay. Well, you uh, want... Interesting trades considered on that also. Well, maybe uh, Dylan Fru would be interested. Let's find out in his email. His untitled email. Mm -hmm. Howdy, balls in jizz dog. Oh, my God. Can't believe I forgot to write in for Yeet Yeet. And when Sugar was on, too, it's one of my all-time favorites for how it deals with the crushing isolation of modernity. Plus, it's boring. Score. Also, <laughs> I think Yang is largely the person who carried on the legacy of Ozu in terms of composition, themes, etc. So, needless mm. to say, that immediately makes him a favorite of mine. I yeah. see you're trying to stir up some beef between Sam what? and Sugar, but it was no. relatively unsuccessful. You're going to have to work harder to really get these feuds going. Otherwise, you'll never be able to form the WCW, the Worldwide Creeps Wrestling. Imagine how cool it would be to see Rob Eagle just pile drive Sam Sanchez. <laughs> just saying. This could be a thing. You just keep working at it. Anyhow, how do you fellas think about, what do you guys think about bowls of water? What does he mean by bowls of water? Like literal bowls of water? Yeah. Uh, I usually drink my water in a cup. Yeah, that's a glass. Yeah, I yeah. have a, I have a water bottle at home actually. That's Bottles, glasses, okay, vases. Yeah. You ever drink water out of um, a vase? I drank milk out of a vase once. And how would you how milk? how would you rate that experience? Did you, did you On like feel, a milk scale? Yeah, like exper experiential scale of drinking milk. Um, did the vase? add or detract was it more difficult no it added to the experience how what kind of vase because vases come in all shapes and sizes um, like one of these ones okay 
like a plant a planner yeah and the the rationale of it was uh i i needed milk i wanted milk and i wanted a lot of milk and i didn't want to have to get up to continue getting milk so i used one of those for my milk and um i was pretty happy because uh it worked out better right yeah i always forget that you're a big uh milk guzzling boy so not any, not as much anymore, but I used to drink milk a lot. And I think Andrea yes. actually figured out why. Because you were thirsty. Because I wasn't drinking water. And I was like, oh, I'm thirsty. So I would drink milk to get my hydration, even though, uh, you know, water probably would have uh, been the way to go with that. But uh, It would have uh, gave what you needed. Well, maybe. I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? But... Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about gla- bowls of water? <laughs> bowls of water. I mean, why? I mean, uh, what I often think of with a bowl of water is uh, when you, they, someone throws like some lemon in it and you like clean your fingers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a little bowl of water. Um, like uh, after a seafood dinner to like clean your hands. Yeah, where is it? Is it seafood that you have it? It's usually like a warm thing of water. Yeah. I'd say seafood because you got to eat a lot of that shit with your hands, right? So you got to clean right. your hands, kind of thing. Yeah, would that, be my guess. I feel like that used to be something that uh, some restaurants would do, keeping things classy. Do you think COVID got rid of that forever? I, I think it's been gone for a longer than a lot longer than that. Longer than COVID? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's absence. But maybe I'm just not going to the right places. Do you think it was wet naps that like uh, kind of did rid of that or? Perhaps, yeah. But uh, I think the, the, but the two coexisted. But do people do people wet nap? Uh, I've I've had them like if like if you get ribs or something, you got a wet nap afterwards because your hands are gonna be saucy. Saucy. Yeah, maybe it was like or... a maybe it was like a wings thing. Um, it could have been. You know, it when, been. when you're I don't when know. you're jumping between all them saucy wings. Saucy. Yeah, wings for sure. Yeah. It's Wing Wednesday. You know, you you know, because of this podcast, you and me can never enjoy Wing Wednesday. I get invited out for wings on Wednesdays all the fucking time. And I go, sorry, boys. Well, sorry, you, boys. We're, we're going to be doing one of those skip weeks in June. So uh, maybe oh. you'll, you'll have to capitalize on that absence. Potentially. Potentially. I actually might need to uh, talk with you about that and flip that week. But that's a conversation for a different day. Sure. <laughs> so, I uh, the the so, day so, sometime in June. The week I yeah there's there's a Wednesday in June near the end that I might have something work related that I have to go to, but I don't know yet because they haven't told us yet. But I, I believe it were if it were to happen, it'd be the twenty second, which is uh, close to that skip week, so it yeah. should be you know. Anyways, what so, else is going on? Well, who would you like to see? have a wrestling match in out of our listeners in, in creepsville yeah um well i mean rob eagle would probably be pretty interesting to see like really go for it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if he really went for it no. i feel like oliver granger would be um like i feel like he would do some illegal stuff yeah <laughs> Like so, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> You'd be like fish hooking and uh, yeah, going for the eyes. Yeah, yeah. but low, also low blows like, all day long. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, what was I gonna say? Also, uh, Sam too is pretty like 
he he watches wrestling, right? So like he might. Well, know I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Taskmaster from uh, the comic books, where if you yeah. watch enough, like where you watch it, you just memorize it, and you commit it to muscle memory. So yeah, yeah. He, he might be the most dangerous if he's if he's a Taskmaster. Is uh is that the same as the Taskmaster uh, master that was in the Black Widow movie? I haven't seen that film. I haven't either. Oh, okay. So you're you're not sure? I I have no idea. Oh damn. Okay. Well, damn, damn. So uh, I guess those are my answers. There you go, bowls. No, yeah, bowls. Reese uh, Hackstrul. Oh shit! Oh shit! He got pressured to email in because you, you you gave him shit that one time. With an email titled, "Thank you, creeps." See, he feels obligated. Hey, he didn't have... no good. I'm glad. Hey, Jer- hey, hey, Jared and RJ. Look, there's, uh-huh. there's no fun little names. It's like our it's our real names. I don't such, know about that. Such respect. Last uh-huh. time I was on, I was publicly shamed for not writing a thank you note. Uh-huh. So here it goes. See, it wasn't when you were on; it was after you were on. Let's be, let's yeah. be clear. I didn't. Yeah, we, we shamed you in, uh, subsequently. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's I didn't realize that was a rule either. Jared, that was news to me too when Jared brought th- that up. I didn't realize people were uh, supposed to email in the weekend. You know, it doesn't matter to me. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter to me. No. So do whatever feels right, boys. <laughs> Thanks for having me on last week to discuss Yee. I had a great time. Even though Jared didn't like the movie, it was a pretty fun show. Mm. I, I would have liked it better if he said, even though Jared didn't like the movie, I don't give a shit. That would have been funny, you know? <laughs> but it was a pretty fun show. Yes. Since the fans didn't get the Star Wars content they deserved last week, uh-huh. please provide your Star Wars ranked list and favorite moment from each. Sweetly, oh. Sugarhead. Uh, Star Wars? Was that something we discussed? Well, no, it was May the 4th last week, RJ. Um, and uh, and uh, sure had blew it. Didn't th- oh, I see. He didn't think of it till the very end. And he, I, think I he, see. And when, when we agreed upon him coming on, he uh, he sent me a many Star Wars uh, gif, gif. Gif, gif? Gif, gifs. Gif, gif. So uh, how, what is your favorite Star Wars character, Jarrett? That's, that's not no, you're a big Star Wars guy. That's not what he asked. That's what he asked, right? Ranked? Fil- ranked films. So this is pretty straightforward. Um, probably it goes one, two, three, and then who cares? <laughs> it's like you're, I don't. You're talking about originals, correct? Yeah, yeah the original yeah. original movies. Yeah, not prequel one, two, threes. I don't care about those things. So I guess by that four, five, six, and then mm-hmm. one, two, three, or three, one, two. And then, yeah. and then they just get keep getting worse. I think I had a list once, but I would say five, four, six, and then three, one, two, and then all of the new ones are equally bad. Yeah, how's that? How's that? And, and yeah, it's, it's it's kind of amazing that in order of release, they basically encapsulated this this slide. This slide, yes. Yes. Hey, you never watched uh, that Boba Fish. Oh, yeah, you don't have Disney Plus anymore. I don't. You're not having Disney Pluses. Uh... RJ, what are your favorite moments from each Star Wars film? All nine of them. From each? Yep. Uh, 
I like in A New Hope when they're drinking that green milk. I like in Empire Strikes Back when um, uh, they have to go into Tauntaun and drink that milk. Uh, I like in Return of the Jedi when they hang out with the Ewoks and they're drinking the milk with them. Um, in uh, Phantom Menace, Anakin's always drinking milk. That's awesome. Uh, Attack of the Clones, no milk, which makes it the worst of the prequels. But um, there's, I, I do like uh, Samuel Jackson, and he would drink milk if he could. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Sith um, when Anakin kills all those kids. Uh, in Force Awakens, there's some milk in that um, when they're grilling, growing those things. Last Jedi, who could forget Luke drinking the, the green milk in that one? Uh, and then uh, Skywalker Rise, whatever that last one is called. Um, that movie's bad, so nothing. <laughs> uh, how's that for a favorite moment? What, what, what about when uh, Adam goes, More! More. I think that's uh, not great. Man, those movies weren't good. No. Nope. I think. I think even as time goes, people are really turning on them. Hey. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a uh, there's there's some politics involved in that too. But yes, yeah, those movies uh not not great. I remember in theaters watching The Last Jedi with Jarrett when uh, Leia force pulled herself into the ship from uh, space and Jarrett was in the D box bouncing around, <laughs> uh, popcorn fucking flying everywhere. He's like, This is truly cinema. <laughs> That's a quote. <laughs> it was a quote. He said, This is cinema. And the popcorn was flying. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was wild. It was a wild experience. <laughs> I also remember his Wayfinders. Oh, yeah. we we got to get the Wayfinder. It's uh, it'll it'll find us the way. That was the best scene when they talked about the Wayfinders. The Wayfinder. And all uh, of them. You know, in all of them, in all of them. What about Babu Freak? Uh, Babu Frick. Remember him? I <laughs> know, cool. but I do because I remember. The, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what he looks like or what they were or what it was, but I remember the name. And Babu just, Frick. And just and then I'd look at you and just shake my head. And I go, "You're you're you're making me do this." No, you were the one who told who wanted to mm. go to Star Wars, not nope. me. Nope. Came and picked me up. Right, right. The best time nope. of the year, right at Christmas time. Yep. Nope, no. Nope. So I just sent you a gif of Babu Frick, so you can uh, you can remember. He was pretty cool. Okay, but yeah, Jarrett was no. Uh, Jarrett was the one who wanted me to uh, mm-hmm. go to those movies. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly. <laughs> nope. Vividly, he wanted me to go. All right, let's take a look at Babu Frick. <laughs> he's that really? He's a really little guy that works on droids. He's like this big. He's like this big. Yeah, he's a little babu frick. Oh yeah, he's a little babu frick. There you go, babu frick. So yeah, yeah St- Star Wars. Well, that was my rankings of scenes, memorable scenes. What about you? I mean, Wayfinders. Anything involving it? I mean, that's only one movie, but it felt so integral to the the whole nine the Skywalker all, all nine saga? films. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, I all, 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 all I remember. Was as a kid uh, reading this idea that it, it wasn't going to be nine films, and at the, v- the very end of the ninth film, it's R two D two and C three PO telling the story and regaling uh, people about mm. the saga. That was always did like that a- happen? Nope. 
Well, it's because they uh, forced out uh, Big George, right? Sadly. Yeah, well, yeah, sadly for him and his money, I guess. His 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 fat stack. Well, I heard what he was going to do with uh, the franchise. It sounded nuts, dude. It sounded nuts. So he was going to have... Um... <laughs> like, like, like Leia floating through space? No, it was going to be like this boarding school for witcher, uh, witches and wizards. And there was going to be like this... Uh, this like world, this like hidden world of like uh, witchcraft and wizardry, and like people were gonna have like owls that delivered messages. There's gonna be like trolls and goblins and stuff. Um, and like there's gonna be this one little boy with this kind of like bowl cut, and he was gonna be like the chosen wizard. It was gonna be cool, dude. <laughs> Would uh, George Lucas also have a very uh, controversial and active Twitter account? P- potentially, potentially. Part, Actually, uh, no. p- part of the narrative. Actually, no, not at all, because George Lucas, everybody's interactions with him sound very um, wholesome and also a little sad. Like, George Lucas will, like, meet random people and be like, you guys having lunch? Can I have lunch with you? And then they'd be like, all right, we got to go now, George. It's like, where are you going? You going to the mall? I'll come to the mall. So I, I can't remember who it was. Someone I, I need, told that I story. Need, I, need, I need a new belt. <laughs> I need a new belt. But he, like, he was just, like, hanging out with people to the point where they were, like... Uh, Am I making that up, or is that that's a real story, right? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it was. He just hung out with some random dudes, and they're like, "Okay, we got to go." And he's like, "I'll come wherever you guys are going." And they're like, "No, we got to go home." And he's like, "Oh, what are you having for dinner?" <laughs> so something like that, something like that. Hmm. So he seems wholesome. Yeah, you know who isn't wholesome? Uh oh, Sam Sanchez. Holy fuck! With an email titled "No Subject." Mm. Yeah. Hi, Jizz Dog and Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's uh, it's catching on. It took two weeks. What's that? Three weeks? Or three? It took two or three uh, weeks, but uh, just, it's just one, just, just one, just one episode. It just kicked off, and then, and here it is. <laughs> I uh, well, I've been calling you J Dog forever. It's just but me, now they, I, they didn't know. They didn't know, know what they didn't know what the J stood for. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It's mm-hmm. totally healthy. Sorry, I haven't written in for a couple of weeks. I've been too busy mm. shaving my balls. Wow, I hope that's true because you know we we need them. Use the code. Use the code. Yeah, that's right. Twenty percent off. I hear. Just oh, yeah. wanted to chime in and say that the Angels have been doing great. Currently sitting mm. on top of the AL West with a record twenty-one eleven. I even know that means American League, RJ. Oh wow! See that? Look at you, you little baseball kid. Coming off last week's game where Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter, Mike Trout hit two home runs, and Anthony Rendon hit a home run off a position player left-handed. I'm sure you could agree, Jarrett. This is awesome. That's huge, dude. Huge. I mean, that sounds like a lot of action. I heard baseball was boring. No, I don't think. I never thought that. Like, uh, I heard. I like watching baseball. I'm not saying you said it. No, no, I know. But, uh, yeah, people always say that, but it's... uh, I like baseball, man. Everyone wants go, go, go. It's like it's it's nice to have a little, you know, let it breathe a little bit. Like golf, Jared. like watching. Let it golf. breathe. Uh, I've watched a little golf. I don't mind it. It's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I don't mind it. Okay, you know. I mean, that sounds all swell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I like. I like my. I do like the uh, the Sam Sanchez uh, baseball updates. I'm not gonna lie. Well, he, he knows you're such a big baseball guy, but you don't have the time to watch yourself, so he just wants to keep you informed. That's the, all. The more insider, the better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's inside baseball. 
See what I did there? You got it. See what I did? You caught it left-handed, RJ. Wow. That's a real home run. Uh, In the outfield. Touchdown. The bases were loaded. Touchdown. (laughs) All net. A couple of weeks ago, you guys reviewed Esquilax, and just and something jogged my memory around the time that came out on DVD, uh-huh. but I can't seem to find any confirmation. So what I recall, well before mm-hmm. Equinox came out on DVD, Esquilax. and definitely before the Eclipse series started to come out, I recall the original rumored idea for the Eclipse series was to aim towards genre-type stuff which mm. uh, Equinox was one of the rumored titles as well as something Esquilax. like um, Goke, uh, Body Snatcher from Hell, and I believe the Haunted Strangler and the other movies from that set. Goki ended mm. up in, being included uh, on that Shoshiko uh, hist- horror set, but it seems like the series either took a completely different turn from its original intent or the rumors I read at the time were false. Either that or I've made all this up retroactively. I guess I'm curious if Jarrett recalled any of this at all, if he was diving into the forums way back then. All right, mm. fellas, I believe that is it. Angel Game is currently on right now. Wish the boys luck. Shave your balls. Yeah, is that Esquilax. Is, is, that, uh, is that cheating? For what? Should the baseball players be shaving their balls? No, it'll make them way more aerodynamic. I don't I know. know if that's fair. Well, sometimes but, it's, it's made with the ball too too fast, which is a good thing. Because isn't there a thing about like tar, like pine well, that's tar? Still, that's to hold on to the bat. No, but no, but there, you know there, get... there was the pine tar scandal. Oh, from the, um, from the pitcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for the pitcher, I mean, but pitchers always do lots of stuff, like in Scams. you know, in major league. Major League, Jarrett, that old guy will tell you all sorts of stuff. You got Vaseline on your chest. You got uh, Tabasco, uh, like, up here or something like that. And uh, he said, if you're ever in a pinch, you just get a little booger. And, you know, it gives, just lets it kind of rip a little bit easier. Was, uh, or uh, there was that one guy who got caught. He had sandpaper in his glove. <laughs> and he was, like, sanding the ball. And when they went out to see it, he just, he, like, threw it. He just threw it on the ground. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, Jarrett? I don't know. Perhaps. And uh, yeah, so as far as the actual content of this email, um, that I don't recall that specifically, but it does kind of make the sense that Eclipse as a title kind of makes sense being kind of a genre. Mm. To my in my mind, it feels like it's like an inversion, I guess, of yeah. what Criterion would be, and that that maybe was perhaps a something being speculated on. Maybe like I don't remember that coming up on. Uh, the forums I was on back in back mm-hmm. in 2006, but yeah, I mean that sounds like a, a strong possibility. But I, I did a uh, you know quick Google search and I didn't see anything at all. Maybe this would be a question for the redditors. Maybe an inversion or potentially some sort of mirror universe. Yeah, Asquilax. There you go. Did you wish the boys luck yet? The Angels? Yeah. No, I'm not an Angels guy. Why not? I like the Red Sox. And the Blue Jays. Not the Angels. <laughs> no Angels over here, Jared. Do you have any words of uh, encouragement for the Angels? No, I don't like the Angels. Wow. I'm a Red Sox guy. Uh, this, and, this, this is the real feud. And the Blue Jays. You see? Mm-hmm. Go Jays, Jared. They're Canadian. Woo! 
We only got one team. <laughs> Woo! Yep. Finally, yes. we got mm-hmm. Rob Eagle. Holy shit. Dear Lord, I'm quoting Ebert. Uh-oh. Hi, creeps. And kudos to Reese for his star turn as guest host Ooh. last week and for mm-hmm. finally resolving the mystery of his nom de plume. Something that all true creeps can now scratch off our bucket list. It's true. It's true. People wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Well, well Rob did. Oh, yeah. He, he wants he, he, He's a true one. It only takes one, Jared. It only takes one. I'm wondering how much swag you guys got from the good folks at Manscaped, and if, by way of thanks for his sterling performance, you presented Sugarhead with a goodie bag no. to keep Reese's pieces in top uh, condition. No, we don't share. Contractually obligated. We must keep it to ourselves. Uh, and we got the performance package 4.0. It's got everything in there. There's no bag, though. Uh, there's no. no. There's no fancy bag. Well, it did come with the leather bag, like the travel bag. Did it? Mine. I don't know if mine did. I don't. I don't you didn't get one of these. Uh, I don't think so. You didn't get. You didn't get the the travel bag. No. This thing's super nice, dude. No, I don't think so. I got all my stuff in here. Damn. How can how convenient was, how convenient that would be. It was rolled up under. Did you throw the box out already? No. Oh, I'm, I'm check gonna, check I'll, under. Okay, I'll under check. The I'll, I'll, maybe I should check under there because I I, yeah. I just I was just like, oh, I didn't even think about it when I saw the write up. I was like, huh, there's like a there's like a bag in there. I guess I'm like, I don't <laughs> I I didn't see no bag. It's underneath the little plastic insert where all the the like gels and stuff are. Take that out, and it's rolled up underneath. It's a so, nice little travel bag. Why would you take that out? Because I want to see what was underneath. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but look, look, if we didn't do it, we would have been like, those fuckers lied to us. I didn't even know there was a bag. Well, there you go. I can mm-hmm. keep all my all my swag. Yeah, it's two kits. Two kits? Yeah, two mm-hmm. kits, mm-hmm. a t-shirt, some, uh, some underpants. Underpants. Yeah. Uh, other things, too. Yeah. Serious things. Serious things. I'm looking forward to May, Harryhausen. Probably your Ooh. best choice so far for this special month. Everyone loves his Dynamation creatures. I mean, I also am looking forward to May, Harryhausen, but I, I think our best choice was Fred Olin May. I think that's brilliant. It doesn't get much better than that. It's, it's And I genuinely believe that. Mm-hmm. It was the top of the top. Tippy top. So. Tippy top. Tippy top. I've often wondered why, because I have no idea why, Mr. Harryhausen's monsters always seem so much more real than the computer-generated kind. Roger Ebert had a good line about that. Mm. CGI looks real, but feels fake. Stop motion looks fake, but feels real. Oh, shit. He did it, hey? He did it. He went there. He, re- he really did it. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Ebert, that is. No. Well, I mean... I'm I'm just about halfway through the the Ray Harryhausen oeuvre, RJ. I think you're not far behind. Uh, I'm a couple far behind, but that's because I had to watch a, a movie for the podcast this week. Mm-hmm. So that took a night, you know. But uh, the, you know, gorillas. Gorillas. What are you going to do? I wonder if we know instinctively that we're looking at something solid. Something you could actually touch. I wonder if it's primeval 
In the same way, oh. baby monkeys freak out if they see a photograph of a snake. Ray Harryhausen introduced a showing of Clash of the Titans at my hometown and brought Bubo the Owl with him. Mm. It's not a great film. I much prefer Jason and the Argonauts. My dad was mm. a bit sniffy about the Argonauts film. He'd read the Greek myths to me when I was a little kid and was in high dudgeon, reminding me that it was Hercules, not Jason, who killed the Hydra. <sighs> Damn, that's My... a dumb mistake. Dumb. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, keep going. My dad was big on vermisletude. <laughs> oh, I like that. Big fan. Regards, Roger, not a whiff of witch hazel English. Maybe he should try it. He just might like it. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Might like it. You know, I was talking about that snake thing today. That's an evolutionary thing. It's a behavior. Because, you know, when uh, you know, when, uh, the early humans, Jarrett, we lived in the trees. Uh, we were safe from the predators, except, Jarrett, for the snakes and the spiders. They got us. So we... Uh, they got us good, uh, bud. They got us good. So it's uh, ingrained in our DNA. So uh, that's why <laughs> a lot of people... <laughs> Scared of snakes and spiders because it's uh, it's in there. Engraved, or is it ingrained or engraved? Ingrained. Uh, It's an innate behavior, actually. That's the uh, the the actual name for it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I guess guess a person could make up whatever they want. Yeah. What are you gonna check? (laughs) Nope. No. Exactly. And. yeah, Walt Disney's still alive. <laughs> so it's John McAfee. He's always, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the stuff he was doing in Brazil? Did you hear about that stuff? I don't know. Uh, the, what stuff? Have you actually never heard about what he was doing in Brazil? Because it's fucking nuts. So he was like, he like had a hammock that he cut a hole in, and he would hire like sex workers to like, he would go under the hammock and they would have to sit in the hammock and they'd have to go to the bathroom through the hole and he would like be sitting underneath. <clears throat> Look into it or don't just trust me, you know, <laughs> just trust me too. You can do that, but I wouldn't make something up like that. You know, that's, it's a little too crazy, a little too crazy, but that's what that guy was into. Allegedly. Well, yeah, allegedly. I don't know. That's just a story I heard, man. Okay. <laughs> Once. Well, thanks everyone for the emails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ. Yeah. What you been creeping on this week? Nothing that I can talk about. So, now. Oh. Half the stuff I watched was for the Criterion Creep, and then half the stuff was for Mary Harryhausen. So nothing I can talk about, other than the the big one. But what about you? Did you watch anything other than contractually obligated shows? Uh, no, because I watched just so many of them. I know, I know. This Creeping on takes a hit during May and and October because there's so and much, October. so much to be viewed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, why don't you tell me about Congo? Why don't you tell me about Congo? Well, I was gonna wait for when we talk about Coco. Oh, I mean, you could talk about Congo right now. Why would I talk about it twice? Because uh, it's just it's just that uh, compelling. There actually is there is like something in Congo that I think actually kind of stems off of the Coco thing. So 
it might be better to talk about it then. All right, that's that's a tease not, for people to hang hang in there. <laughs> it's not like a huge thing, but it is a thing. So, mm. so uh, you all hear about Star Trek? Uh, I guess so. So I mean, if uh, people want to uh, join us over on Patreon, they're welcome to. And let me mm-hmm. tell you, folks, for Mary Mary Harryhausen, they're going to have to be meeting us over on Patreon as well. Yes, they will have to. Oh, are we're doing May Harryhausen on Patreon? Yep. Okay. We're locking it up. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yep. Yeah. One, sure. One dollar, folks. One dollar a we month. We gave them, we gave them Roger Corman for free, so mm-hmm. they're and, gonna pay you for him. And more importantly, Harryhausen. Fred Olin May. Oh yeah, see that one. If we pay paywalled that, we could have quit our jobs. No. no. <laughs> we oh, could yeah. have. It's just... Absolutely. Now we're schlepping. Uh, ball shaving gear yeah i know this the, is on the, this is on everyone the decisions we've made have led us to this yeah. point this is on everyone else if uh if they would just give us hundreds of thousands of dollars like we asked we wouldn't yeah. have to take sponsorships mm-hmm. just do what's right do what's right do they're right <laughs> give me what's g- right give me give me give me <laughs> give me give me give me the thing with the fingers means the taxes well this is more of a come here yeah but, yeah. you know, this thing means taxes. Yeah, when you rub the fingers together. Yeah, that's the taxes. Oh, son of a... You know, one thing I was thinking about going to see in mm-hmm. Theata is uh, The Northman, but there's still no release date from, uh, the thought... sec- from the second run place. Oh, is it at the big run place? It is, or it was, at least for this week more. But, you know, it starts on May 13th, a.k.a. Friday the 13th. Is that uh, Joker Day? Are they bringing Joker uh, it, back? And it actually kind of is like Joker because it's Jared Leto. What? Who is a what the... Morbius? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! Morbius isn't even out yet. Well, it is, but it's gonna be at the oh. Second Run Theater. Oh, I was gonna say I, oh, yeah. I thought Morbius came we've out like a month about, ago. We, yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, about empty theaters. Well that's, well, that's why I was. That's why I was so surprised. I was like, "What?" I was like, "I thought Morbius came out like a month ago." Okay, yeah, a lifetime. Are ago. you gonna go to Morbius? Oh, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this is maybe more of the news, so we'll talk about it in the news. Okay. 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 So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm looking up show times, buying us time because we're going to be talking about Enterprise. And, we uh, don't have to buy time. Our podcasts are always four hours long. We don't have to fill time. Sure, we do. Give people what, give people what they want. Us what do you mean? Give them what they want. Ram- they don't want anything from ram- us. Rambling on. Oliver Granger's told me many times Ooh. he wants us to stop so he doesn't have to listen anymore. Well, that's that just fuels. What is this fire huh? starter? There's a new. Oh yeah, the, there's yeah. a new fire starter movie. Mm-hmm. Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, Kurtwood yeah. Smith. Ooh, that's actually interesting. Directed by Keith Thomas. This it sounds like a real Alan Smithy kind uh, of deal. He worked on something called The Vigil. Mm. Hmm. It's a horror movie of some, some sort. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. 
exactly. nope, Northman's still going to be playing a goddamn the the first run theater for another week. That's really yeah, that's crazy. Just go there. You don't have to go to the second run. I guess, but I'll, I'll pay like twice the amount of money if I. But I, I could save. Oh. I could save money by going like in two weeks. Just spend your money. The world's going to end in like six years anyway, so That's it true. doesn't matter how much money you're going to have. Yeah, but so. there's, there's other things I could spend that uh, five bucks on. Like taco time? You read my mind. I know. I know. All right. Star Trek talk. This is the conclusion, by the way, folks. This is. This is the end the... of Enterprise talk. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm not currently watching the next series because we're doing May Harryhausen, so you're going to have to wait a while for more Star Trek. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been things I've been reading about Picard. That's yeah. Not, so not 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 liking it. I'm not liking it. I know. I I a lot of people are really mad, but I'm I'm super confused about getting into new Trek because I think someone said that you got to watch seasons one and two of Discovery, and then watch Picard, and then watch seasons three and four of Discovery. Like I I don't know. I can't get a straight answer. I'm really fucking confused. You'll figure it. You'll you'll figure it out. Just breathe. Enjoy yourself. It's entertainment. They, they they do say the new one, the new new one, Strange New Worlds, uh, is being uh, well received. So, well, yep, that will you'll you'll have to tell me about it. I will when I get there. But in the but in the meantime, Enterprise. Get it. What a way to end a voyage, RJ. Oh, my eyes. If you weren't there, what what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, is, uh, did you, could you believe it, Jarrett? I could hardly, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine ending the series the way they did. I mean, uh, I'm shocked. You never saw that coming, right? I, not in a million years. Said, I never thought they'd connect hobo sh- to a hobo with a shotgun to this show, mm-hmm. and yet here we are. Yeah. Re- remember all, the, our, the gimp? Yeah, the VR gimp. I also yeah. I also remember uh, us uh, fan booking an episode of Star Trek using the cast of the Dirty Dozen. Oh, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Was it <laughs> incredible? I, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean that sounds incredible, Jarrett. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Dirty Dozen meets Star Trek. That's what people have wanted f- mm-hmm. forever, I think. Like mm-hmm. for forever, I think, Jarrett. So who who is your favorite character that we cast from the Dirty Dozen? John Cassavetes. Yeah, are you going to say what we cast him no. as as a tease no, no, or no? No, 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 no? Oh, I think that is. There's perfect. only one right answer. There is only one right answer, and when you hear it, you'll go yes. Yeah, that is correct. That's that's you, it. You might even shit your pants. <laughs> Sometimes that's only reserved for movies about gorillas, Jarrett. Not, uh, not you know, fan casting. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you want to hear news this week, RJ? No? I saw a thing that... Uh... <laughs> out. No, out, I out have like nothing. a fucking light. Yeah, just... I was trying to think of something, but no, I have no news, you know? <laughs> Couldn't even fill the dead air. <laughs> Sometimes people need dead air. It's like watching baseball, you know? Sometimes you need a little quiet. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Sometimes you just, just want to relax. Yeah, kick your feet up. Talk about John Cassavetes. I have no news. You said at one point you had news. Oh, Do you yeah. Still have news? Well, have you watched, RJ, the trailer that dropped this past week? Uh, I did not. I did you, not. You know, you, was... you, know, you know about water? I, I know about the way that water moves. The way but of I don't know water. Much out of it. You know, no, I don't know about that. You, you know about Jake Sully? Jack Sully. They say it weird in that movie. Jake Sully. Yeah. I know about Jake Sully. Uh, it's weird, though. I. It seems like a really long time. Almost as long as, like... Remember when uh, Return of the Jedi came out and then we waited a long time for Phantom Menace? It's almost It's almost that well, long. We never thought it was happening. Well, you know about the Navi? The Navi? I know Joe Rogan talks about the Navi a lot, about how they ha- really had things figured out. Have you ever seen that that clip where you, you think he's talking about, like, indigenous peoples? And he's just like, he's like, yeah, they they do this and they do that. And they really know how to, like, work off the land. And he's like, and that's the other thing about the Navi. He's like, they, they really understood what was going on. And you're just like, is this a real fucking person? Like, how, is this someone that this is a global phenomenon, this guy? So tell me about Avatar, Jared, because I didn't watch the trailer. Some kind of phenomenon. Well, I did. We checked it out. Uh, I even watched the 4K rendering of it that was posted on oh, YouTube. God. I, wanted, I wanted to get all the pixels. And i got to tell you, from a from a purely technical standpoint, it's got pixels to spare. How, like 64? Yeah. It, it, More it, than 64? Uh, maybe even like 65. That's 65 bits or pixels? B- bits. Bits? It's got 65 Pic- bits? Pixel bits. Does uh, it do what Nintendo don't? Is that what the, the yeah. uh, advertising is? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I mean, so one of the fundamental flaws in this whole thing is that the uh, the Navi are so badly designed. I, I, I But they're, and they're mm. not doing anything differently. It's like, that's what they're supposed to look like. <laughs> Huge blue people? Yeah. And it's like, oh, and that's when they smile. It still looks so. It's so cringy because you're just like, oh. Um, but the one thing that's really curious to me is all mm-hmm. the people online who are like, oh, a movie's gonna do so bad, it's gonna be a failure. Probably not. I, I, but no. But then they go, I'm gonna see it, and I'm like, you know, if enough people turn out to watch this, this movie will be successful. Yes. Because they're oh, and then, oh, and then we'll get the myself. other four that they promised. Because right. yeah, everybody, everyone actually loves Avatar. Even the people who hate it the most, they love it. They can't, they, and they can't. They want to see what happens next. Because there's this idea too that's like, well, James Cameron's only ever directed great sequels. All two of I them. I mean, yeah, but he's never directed the original movie when he directed the sequel. That's not. Right? That's not true. Well, Termi- he didn't. Terminator. Oh, I thought. That Jean Renoir directed Terminator One. Is that not true? Um, your sources uh, got it wrong. Well, Gary is a real fucking piece of shit. Stop for lying stop to me. Stop listening to Gary. 
Well, he's 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 got the inside track on a lot of things. He reads all, he spends a lot of time on the internet, Jarrett. Do you know about the internet? <sighs> yeah. He knows so much about the internet. He's stunned, folks. I know stunned. I know a thing or two. Okay. 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 So you liked it, huh? You love the way they look. You love their mouths and their smiles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds, it's, sounds end, cool. End of the year. End of this year? Yep. And then we'll get oh. then we'll get part three, I think, next year. Yeah, and then part four the year after, and then part five the year after. We'll see about that. Is that going to depend on how it does? Yep. You think? I think so. Yeah. When does Joker 2 come out? Uh, I haven't heard. No word yet? No, but I know The Batman 2 is official. What do you think they're going to do with that one? Do you think they're going to go with uh, The Ventriloquist? Starring Brian Cox? Yeah. That would be sweet. You know what would be cool? <laughs> I don't know. They're not going be... to. Or Killer Croc or Man Bat or something like that. Yeah, Man Bat would be cool. Well, I guess they do already have a Killer Croc technically with, sui- Suicide, the, Squad. with Suicide Squad. We've never had Man Bat. We've never had Clayface. Mm-hmm. We've never had the Ventriloquist, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. You know what I think would actually be the right move for that movie? Stay with the Riddler. They should do more Riddler <laughs> stuff and just have <laughs> more insults. Just have a, yeah, more incels, even more incels, more of the time, more all the time. Stick with the Riddler and then add one or two on the side. But that's what I would do. Yeah. And we all know I got great ideas. Remember my Dirty Dozen Star Star Trek idea? Huge. Yeah, huge. I do. I, those are great ideas. Huge, huge. That's all I got though. <clears throat> that's it. Beautiful. Well, we got a movie to talk about. Do we? Yep. It's about you like apes. Ah, yes. I've been known to enjoy the company of an ape. Well, I've got a documentary about just that. What kind? Gorilla. Oh, the of the one of the great apes. The talking kind. Old world monkeys. (laughs) I see. Uh, After the break. Well, during the break, we're going to learn American Sign Language so we can follow along. Oh, shit. In a garden stands a statue of the man who won the war. His expression, tender And we're back. 
This is mm-hmm. the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Coco, a talking gorilla from 1978, wow. directed by Barbette Schroeder. Uh, oh. No tagline for this film, RJ, and oh. not much of a synopsis either, because there's really not much of a plot. Uh, yes. A documentary that follows Dr. Penny Patterson's current scientific study of Coco, a gorilla <laughs> who communicates through American Sign Language. Yeah. Why is it called American Sign Language? Isn't it universal? I don't know. <laughs> I, I know it's been called that before. I have heard of American, American Sign Language. Sign Language versus British Sign Language. Holy shit. Yeah. Versus other sign language. Let's see here. Uh, although ASL has the same alphabet as English, ASL is not a subset of the English language. American Sign Language was created independently and has its own linguistic structure. Signs are also not expressed in the same order as words are in English. That doesn't tell me anything. Apparently, it's ASL, American Sign Language, and BSL, British Sign Language. So there's probably some slight differences. <laughs> It says regional accents and dialects. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. So go- I know some signs. Yeah, sign- that might come in handy this week as we talk you know about. <laughs> You're doing a thing. Never mind. Okay. What are we talking about this week, Jared? We're talking about a, a talking gorilla. So this is this oh. has got this has got a couple of factors in it that uh, might be relevant to one uh, RJ mm-hmm. co-host of this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. This is about, uh, I guess, not be- maybe behavior. I'm not sure if behavior was uh, in your yep. uh, oeuvre uh, when you were doing your, back in the day when you were doing your, your master's kind of work mm-hmm. and doing the neuroscience stuff, talking mm-hmm. about brains. But uh, also, but also all about uh, animals and animals and in the relationship with human science. Jared, let me blow your mind right now. My master's was in uh, behavioral neuroscience, focusing on animal models of behavior. Mm. So this is, I didn't work with primates. No. And I didn't live with them. But uh, what I did is the exact branch of research of what is presented in Coco. Right. So It's just different because it's different animals. That's all. Right. So were you familiar with the case study Absolutely. of coco so this is Absolutely. this is studied and discussed in mm-hmm. school in your in your coursework at the, at the time yep. yeah so uh, i my undergrad my one undergrad is in psychology and uh, i took a lot of animal behavior classes cuz it's what i liked the most like and i still do like i like animal behavior more than any of the other stuff like social psychology was fine but i never really gave a shit about people cuz i i just don't I was like, I don't know. You know how I always say it. It's like, people suck. Um, I always just really like the animal stuff because animals are cool, man. It's like, uh, and I've always thought that. Even as a little kid, I was like, man, I was like, these guys are way cooler than we are. Let's learn about them. So, uh, yeah, I took lots of animal behavior stuff, and uh, Coco came up a lot in uh, animal behavior studies for psychology stuff. So I knew I was well familiar with uh, with our, my girl Coco before uh, we went into this week. I don't know about you, though, or what else you were going to say. So, I mean, I remember way back, I think, when we were talking about the previous Barbara Schroeder 
documentary uh, in our creep yeah. about old general Idi Amin Dada. Um, yes. And I think at the time mentioning that, oh, yeah, and then Barbara Shorter also did, has his Coco documentary. And I think yeah. at the time you were like, oh. And I think at the time you expressed interest um, yes. in when we got to this one. So this <laughs> has been on my – it's one of those I – mean, I, I love documentary um, yeah. as a – as a medium, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was always curious about this because this one doesn't get talked about a lot. In, not not in, anymore. Not anymore. I, I mean, now that it's part of the Criterion Collection, I mean, Barbara Schroeder isn't really on people's radars as sort of a, no. a big-name director, even though I actually think he's done a lot of interesting stuff. And even the, like, 11-minute-long interview uh, on the channel mm-hmm. uh, that accompanies this, I thought it was really interesting because I think mm-hmm. that you could easily miss kind of his position on the science and like the actual entire like yeah. philosophy, I guess like the ideology of what this is entirely. And, yeah. and also what different perspectives of what language is means oh yeah well that's another thing too that like uh i always thought was really interesting and that was always brought up in animal behavior stuff was um like uh how language is used and how it's used by different species too and that's another like noam chomsky thing too right like noam chomsky is huge on like human use of language yeah uh and like how how it's used as a tool for things um but like animals everyone's always weird about animals they're like well animals can't talk to each other it's like that's not even kind of true animals have all sorts of like complex communication just different from ours right um and then like that's the thing about animal research in general it's like what animals do is far more intricate than what we do it's just different and it's hard for people to understand and it, it just looks like it looks simpler yeah. in comparison, but it's like, it's actually and, a lot more complex. And I think that's, it's, yeah, I think that's probably one of the more frustrating things for me, um, mm-hmm. watching people talk about, you know, the subject or talk about the sure. the entire idea, particularly between this. And we also watched, because um, I found out that there was a BBC documentary that aired mm-hmm. on uh, PBS a year later in 2016. So this was about that came out three years before Coco died. Um, and so mm-hmm. Coco is still alive uh, and who lived till 46 years old. Yes. Um, yeah. In, I, I don't know if you'd call it captivity, but uh, it's, I, uh, mean, I yeah, would. Yeah. Because, because it's not in like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not quite a zoo, but it's on this like uh, reservation. Cause it's, I'm not quite sure what, how uh, the last few years were. Cause there's like the gorilla, foundation and and they they opened it up but i mean for almost like her entire life she just lived in that trailer right and so even when they did open it up she had an outdoor area but it like uh it wasn't a huge living space not quite like and gorillas don't need a ton of space either because gorillas um like in the wild they do like uh roam a bit but they do a lot of lounging so like uh, a Hmm. lot of gorilla life is just laying down in like nests kind of and like that's what uh primatologists always said like at at school they were kind of like we've studied gorillas gorillas are boring all they do is sleep all day they're like so it's like everyone wants to hang out with gorillas because of coco they're like but gorillas are actually kind of boring because all they do is just kind of like lay around all day so they don't need like they don't have a big roaming space but like they need space like a trailer isn't quite enough for like uh like a one ton animal, you know? Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm just looking this up. So uh, Coco lived most of her life at the Gorillas Foundation Preserve in San mm-hmm. in the Santa Cruz Mountains of uh, mm, Cal- okay. California. Uh, California. At, at the beginning of this documentary, um, there's the one guy, Roger Fouts. Uh, he's mm. he's based out of a looks like the Institute for Primate Studies in. Oklahoma, <laughs> which is like ah, where else would it be? The natural habitat of of, of the gorilla, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, not you know, not Congo, not like uh, the mountains in Africa or anything like that, like the low lowland mountains or anything. But it's just, pl- uh, I mean, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps the climate in Oklahoma is uh, just fine. Maybe, maybe it's very similar. Well, I, could have been just I, right. I, I could have just been just right. Very well yeah. selected. Um, yes. For all I of know, course. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an expert on this matter. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Coco basically uh, was born in 1971 at the San Francisco Zoo, and in the so in the Schroeder documentary, they kind of like hand wave a little bit. I don't know if it's like because it was so. Cl- in close proximity to like a court case or a settlement that was made with the city of San mm-hmm. Francisco in terms of like paying whatever it was, $13,000 to the city for Coco for, uh, um, yeah, yeah. For, for, to like keep her with basically, um, uh, uh, Penny Patterson on the reserve on the, in the foundation, because essentially as we'll talk about the damage was done. Uh, in terms of the yes. the long term study on the on on um, Coco, where there was no way you could reintroduce Coco into a uh, community of other apes mm-hmm. and it go well. It was like basically it's like yeah, we're it's it's too mu- it's too far gone. Like Coco knows yeah. that she's a gorilla, but she also like she's been socialized into with dealing yeah. with living with humans and like, you know, basically having developing a uh, mother daughter relationship with her primary caregiver, uh, yeah. Penny Patterson. So yeah, mm-hmm. th- there's th- after I watched the, 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 the BBC documentary, which gives a lot more actual, like context. What you would, context to like what was going on in this, yeah. uh, film, the, 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 the criterion one itself was, it, it starts like having this like gray gardens. Oh yeah. Feel to it where like yeah. everyone sort of just come to this point and it's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's just like for everybody involved. Um, yeah, but it's just like, and it's just like, well, what, what else do you do? But live with the situation that you wind up in, be it right or wrong. There's really not much more you can do. It's just like this is what it is. You make do with it what you can, which is which yeah. is uh, life. Uh, RJ, <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm aware. I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, you're yeah. just you're just like yeah. This is what it is. I guess uh, we're along for the ride. So uh, yeah. the, the, one of the opening shots of the documentary itself is uh, Coco playing with the viewfinder, mm-hmm. um, looking at some some images. And op- mm-hmm. operating it, <laughs> so there, there there's suggestion cool. of intelligence, uh, which we which yeah. we kind of know, we, we we know this, yeah. Um, and then we're kind of introduced to kind of like the 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 talking heads that we'll see the most, which is uh, Penny Patterson, of course. Uh, there's 
her advisor for her uh, PhD thesis, Dr. Carl the Haircut Pribram. You know uh, what? who Pibram? Pribram. Pribram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everyone knows. Yeah, that I know. Guy. I know Pribram. Pribram. Uh, Doctor Roger Fouts, who's just yeah. hanging out out in the in the grass, mm-hmm. um, and then we got Saul Kitchener, the the zoo lord, the zoo, the zoo lord. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, I have I I have opinions on Saul Kitchener. Yeah, I think as do you. But uh, yeah, the zoo lord. You can describe him if you want. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's just uh, he's a guy. He looks like uh, he'd be a good character actor from uh, popular HBO television programs. You know what I'm saying? He says, "Hey, yo, we got a pizza pie down here," and he's like, "What well, gorilla's a gorilla? You know what's gonna let him live, huh?" Oh, yeah. yeah he's yeah. Oh, <laughs> so um, so yeah, we got some shots here of uh, apes just chilling out in a car going on a ride which is yeah. like always uh money i don't know if you've seen uh, I, I liked that well, have you seen that like those like youtube clips there's like that one um gorilla driving around like the golf cart the orangutan is it an orangutan oh yeah okay oh, yeah. pongo pygmaeus my man uh, that's you... a orangutan he's he's riding slow and he's riding easy and he's <laughs> he's driving the fuck out of that golf cart yeah Oh yeah, I love that. That's good mm-hmm. stuff. Just there's no music to it. No, he's just chilling. Yeah. Orangutans are also super smart. They do um they mimic humans a lot where uh like uh people will leave out their washboards and stuff and orangutans will go and they'll take the clothes and they'll like wash them on washboards and they can like paint and shit. Orangutans are really smart too. They branched off just before gorillas in terms of the great apes trip. Ah uh, yes, the great apes. And, in case you were wondering, we branched off at orangutans and then gorillas and then chimps. That's our uh, that's our phylogeny. The word for you, baby. There you go. This is uh, twelve years of university education coming back on you. Fi- finally. Finally. Well, we never talked about gorillas before. That's true. Other, other than King Kong, but that's that's a monster ape. That's forget <laughs> about great apes. <laughs> yeah, he's a monster ape, which is a whole other ball game. Yeah. From Monster Island, you know, John C. Riley. I do know John C. Riley. Breakthrough role for him almost, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get some uh, footage of kind of like learning, I guess. Kind of, uh, it's like a demo for the filmmaker, mm-hmm. for Schroeder, who's there with um, the, the cameraman, uh, which we learn later. Uh, they're filming in secret because yes. there's like a a legal battle that's kind of un- happening because back mm-hmm. shortly after Coco was born, we learned in the, for the other documentary, there was um, some issues between the, yes. the, the mother mama, mama gorilla and baby gorilla. And th- there's like some separation there, but then I guess they started using it as a subject at that point at the zoo but they were like, there was, because this was like, there was a period where this idea that humans and apes could communicate was sort of in vogue. And mm-hmm. like, there was a lot of different researchers all across the world, I'm assuming, that were doing these investigations. And it seemed like uh, Petty Patterson's idea was like, well, there's only so much I can do here, but if there's other gorillas for the mm-hmm. gorilla to interact with, the gorilla is always going to be distracted. And we're not going to actually be able to have that breakthrough. So it's like, well, let's let us take the subject away 
from this environment mm -hmm. and uh, make it so there's a focus on this. And of course, I mean, to me, as the film goes on, like there's these points where like, yeah, there's times where the grill is sad and like not re very distracted and not that interested in what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, because it's boring. <laughs> it's boring to it. It's like you, you mistake like this behavior for like, Oh, why are they interested in this thing? It's like, yeah, because they don't care. Because as soon as like, as soon as that, yeah. as soon as that gorilla goes outside, gorilla's happy. I mean, even if that gorilla's mm -hmm. pounded on uh, baby little Michael, the gorilla, <laughs> and just wailing away, because you're just like, oh well, yeah, these 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 things are really strong. Yeah, two things about that. Uh, <laughs> she she never socialized, so she doesn't know the rules of rough and tumble play. Rough and tumble play super important for those animals. Like they, uh, that's how they learn like what to get like to do right so they need to actually play like kind of rough with each other but they when they're little babies they learn the rules and they know when too much is too much but gorillas are so strong same with chimps and uh orangutans the muscle density is so much better than ours like i uh i tell people this and they're like that's not true but it's like yeah it is like an orangutan if they wanted to it could rip your arm fucking yeah. off of your body that's how strong these guys mm -hmm. are and everyone's like no that's not true it's like yeah it is it's like why would i lie to you they're incredibly fucking strong yeah look at how big they are yeah. like even chimps too chimps would fuck up your entire life if uh if they wanted to just one chimp mm -hmm. one chimp <laughs> just bite your face off Oh yeah, oh yeah, rip it right off if they want. Yeah, yeah. they're good, uh, good mean but, boys, but, but they're good dudes. Yeah, yeah, they're they're cool. Good like there, there's nothing wrong with but, them. They just... But they also are, you know, wild animals. Uh, and this, it, and, and, yeah. and, and clearly, there's an understanding that oh yeah, but then you get the the, the detail of like oh hey, let's put the leash on. <laughs> and they're walking necklace. around with the, the necklace, necklace they describe it as. with with the uh, bolted lock on it. It's like, uh, mm -hmm. uh huh. It's like that's pretty heavy. I don't know how comfortable that is, but uh, I don't know. That's quite the look. <laughs> yeah, uh, a collar with like a like a four or five foot. Uh, well, actually, more than five, like a six to ten foot like leash or something like that. Which like for what, this if, massive if, if, animal, and if it wants to go. I mean, It'll go. just today, I was uh, going around uh, for a walk around the lake after a little bit of taco uh, time burrito action. Oh, I and see. And as I was walking around, uh, there was a lot of people walking dogs. And they were all walking, mm -hmm. like, sizable dogs, you know, medium to large. And I was walking about, there was um, this couple with, like, kind of like a terrier um, that was just kind of, like, rolling around the grass a little bit earlier. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Good boy. And then I was like walking along and I saw up ahead. I saw this like, I don't know, 20 year old girl. She looks like, like fairly good shape, athletic. She had like a big, mm -hmm. uh, like a, not a mastiff, but uh, not a Rottweiler, but one of those like, the, the like steer, a great Dane, not a great Dane, fairly like a big dog. Um, okay. And this dog started like really wanting to check out this terrier. And this yeah. this girl was like using all the strength in her body to try to like stop the dog from doing that, and she was just being dragged along. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, Whoa. dog will take but, you. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's the point of this? Like, you're just going for the ride. This this thing's way mm. way stronger than you. It's like that, that's not a good thing. So that's like not a good balance. Because like, oh, I'm, I'm I'll stop it. It's like, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, I I mean. No, people can't stop dogs. And a gorilla, 
if a gorilla wanted, it could throw you into the sun. So like, <laughs> you're not. Oh, oh, oh. oh. oh I, yes. I, I must have skipped that page in my uh, uh, introducing gorillas to children books. It must have been like the page that one got torn out of, like, of, of a gorilla throwing a man into the sun. <laughs> Well, Jared, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand. They're big animals. They're big. They're big dudes. Oh. So yeah, if a gorilla wanted to, it could throw you right into the fucking sun. Okay, right into the sun. Uh, but uh, no, they're super strong. And like the leash thing, it's it's figurative. But uh, I have an idea of why it worked for Penny too, which I'll talk about when I get there. Yeah. But I have some opinions of Penny. Oh, I bet you do. I bet opinions. you. I bet you do. There's one scene in particular. <sighs> Yeah. Talk about. Yeah. Um, so then we get a scene uh, making lunch from the fridge. <laughs> you got the the banana. You get some some peanut butter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Coco gets to pick out what she wants. Uh, I well, I like that. She should be able to pick her own lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Except Penny lives in a that that, that trailer's a mess, man. Yeah. I. I it's hard I, for I, uh, Coco to live there. Yeah. I wasn't. Um, Loving the uh, arrangements, but it's like you know the, this. But it's it's this, not it's not even cocoa, lo, which lo, people like, would lino, think. Lo, linoleum floors, the wood paneling, yeah. and the cages and stuff like that. Like just like the African jungles. Yeah, right? exactly. precisely. <laughs> yeah, just like it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, there's no plot to talk about. It's just kind of just. Uh, I kind of did a, a reskim. Because uh, mm-hmm. I was just like, when I was watching it, I was actually just really engaged with it. Um, yeah. And kind of just like watching it. Because I actually, I actually really do like this as a documentary. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much. Like, yeah, it's like you people have their opinions, I guess, on the content mm-hmm. or the, the fact that this exists at all or the process of it. But I think this is like a really uh, frank demonstration of what this is it is like what yeah, it, I it, agree. it is what it is um and then the subsequent documentary you know the one the the bbc one that's kind of more what would people would call it oh this is like the tv documentary that tells the story and the art because it has all the celebrity stuff when coco becomes more of a celebrity um mm-hmm. in the outside world so it's got the you know where there's like the the kitten the 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 baby the baby the baby, uh, the baby kittens that uh, that Coco starts hanging out with picking up <laughs> mm-hmm. little kittens and stuff like that uh, very adorable a book that becomes like a a big seller in schools and mm-hmm. then the celebrities all start showing up um, and it's always like the one that people mention is Robin Williams Robin Williams yeah yeah, yeah Robin Williams with the, the people with, like with, with, with the dad stash mm-hmm. he was a very yeah. well he was also a very hairy man. It's not the connection I was going for, but yes, he, he was. That is. He, he's, he's like, look, he look, is a hairy man. He's a very hairy man. Yeah, he yeah. He, he could have been uh, the beast. He could have been a, a beast, <laughs> like uh, Hank McCoy. H- Hank beast? McCoy beast. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. Just, just, I got gotcha. you. Just paint him blue and let it let it ride. You don't even have to paint him. Just leave him as is. Oh, that they'll be like uh, the Kirby era uh, beast. Just. Yeah, he could have worked big, yeah. pre give, pre give, blue. Give him big hands and big feet. Just he already had big hands too, so yeah. he 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 pretty much fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he worked. But yeah, I, I've seen that when, when not taking shits at comic book stores. This was wow. He was he was hanging out with uh, Coco one time. People people like, have to go back about two hundred episodes to hear the 
delicate, private story of Jarrett's Robin Williams account. So uh, I don't know which episode it is. You might as well start from our first episode and try to find it. That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's there. It's out there. It's out there. (laughs) I'm sure it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, Jarrett. <laughs> uh, and, and then we get the uh, so there's like there's then there's little Michael, little uh, Sim- Michael, Sim- yeah. yeah, the little the little gorilla that I guess the idea there is that well when Michael's older because Coco is seven I guess Coco seven and this. Mike is like four, four or five. yeah which is yeah. which is a big different I mean yeah like like humans it's there's big there's age differences. And yeah. it's like and, yeah. uh, it's like adolescence. It's like yeah, I think was it gorillas um, can start mating at ten. Yeah, they hit. Well, uh, the females are earlier, just like most species. So like sexual maturity, Coco was there at like seven or so, but uh, they needed like four or five years for Mike. So he needed to be like eight or nine before right. that they they could get it. And then she would have been older still. Yeah. But uh, gorillas do have long lives. But uh, yep. I don't. I don't know. The longer you wait, the harder it is. Right. Yeah, well, especially so, when you're um, a guest of of uh, Penny Patterson. Uh, yes, <laughs> living in the trailer, Hanging in the cage. Uh, you get you get out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you get put on the leash. You get your <laughs> necklace on. You, you get in the hop in the car. Hop in the car. Well, I liked when they were in the car because yeah. uh, they were just chilling and they. Uh, there's no leashes or anything, so I did like when they were in the car. I um, thought that was cool. Uh, in my notes here, I just said here I would have been, I should have uh, rewatched Project Nim. The uh, the documentary. Project Nim. Yep. I know Secret of Nim. Is that the same thing? It is not. They actually is uh, that that's about like mice and stuff. Yeah, that's a different thing. Uh, Project Nim. That's actually the the guy who shows up to uh, to blow the lid off of the bullshit of. Uh, Human oh. animal communication. That's the he was talking yeah, about because okay. he had done these because he was part of the uh, the exact same uh, study, but with uh, chimpanzees. Uh, yes. And because yeah. so the reason I watched Project Nim back when in 2011 was because it's directed by James Marsh, who's uh, done several oh, okay. really good documentaries like Man on Wire, and yeah. um, <laughs> recently the the uh, biopic The Theory of Everything. Oh, I know about that one. I know about that romance mm-hmm. movie. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I know that dude too, because his big thing was that it was just mimicry, right? And like leading, which is a big psych thing too. Like uh, people can get, um, or actually that's like a police thing too, right? Like prompting for leads where it's like, yeah. where you're leading them into something, which is like illegal I, for police, but they still right. do it kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've got my issues with his interpretation because he's yeah. got that he's got that arrogant well you know it's uh it's just the science you gotta you call you gotta call it how it is <laughs> which is like yeah i'm right <laughs> which is like shut up shit like because like, yeah. or maybe he's like not expressing well what no or, he's not he's not expressing probably what he knows better than what he, how it's depicted in this bbc documentary saying that it was yeah. like i mean because yeah you could say probably a lot about what about her thesis and like what the goals were there and the fact that like that entire like this has been abandoned. People don't do, That's, or at least the way that they were doing it, and what they, yeah. they don't do it anymore like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll get there. Um, no, sad gorilla. <laughs> so there's this always this comes like, oh, you know, she'll sad. go sad. Oh, she's sad a lot, and you go, uh huh. 
<laughs> you're like, oh, what are you going to do about it? And they go, hey, Coco, you want to watch TV? Put in one of your VHS tapes. <laughs> want to look at some books? Yeah. Up, yeah, we'll show you to put on the tapes. Uh-huh. Watch, just like watch human them. people, right? Just like, that's what that's what human people do. They put on some tapes. They put, put on, on some tapes. You know when the kids are kind of driving you nuts, Jared, and you say, hey, just watch your stories. Give me an hour. Just watch some of the TV. Right, Jarrett? Just put on your VHS, <laughs> mm-hmm. TV. Um, there, there's a, a passage here where I, I I don't know if it's Barbara Schroeder actually doing the narration, but uh, the narrator talk, starts talking about or this idea about like, oh, sorry, I got this wrong. So Penny Patterson starts talking about how, in reference to the zoo and the conflict about like property, which is an interesting thing because this is again, I think a interesting documentary in terms of a transition that we're still mm-hmm. kind of working toward. I don't think we're that much beyond this mm-hmm. point in terms of how we view animals as indiv- no. as individuals uh, in, in, in a lot of countries, uh, our country, for instance. Um, it is one of those things that they just don't want to talk about. It's just like, let it well, go. It's, it's a, cause it, it'll impact industry. Uh, and we don't, it, we, we don't yeah. want, we don't want that. Yeah, no, I mean, that is 99% of the world. I did see something like there are a couple European countries that were uh, giving like um, uh, animals like uh, human rights uh, things basically and not even just like it wasn't like sentient animals. It was just like all animals had like certain rights or something like that. And it was like, that's good. That's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. A lot of apes do have those rights too, but uh, only some places. So. Yeah, having rights, I guess. Having rights, yeah, you know the basic hu- humanity rights and well, I mean they're not human, like but they're not human rights. If they're uh, it's a gorilla, treat it like a gorilla. It's having some rights, you know. I think yeah. there's enough to go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about your rights? Mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, they're trampled upon every day. Oh dear. No, I'm doing just fine. Um, nice. So. The cinematographer on this documentary, uh, you know about uh, Nestor Almendros? You know about this guy? I thought it was just that dude who filmed everything. No, no, he had a he had a cameraman um, who's directed uh, such film, or it's not directed, but he also shot such films as Days of Heaven. Oh, and so he was in Creepsville. Kramer versus Kramer. That's right. Sophie's mm-hmm. Choice. Damn, and uh, another uh, and generally, do you mean? Uh, and and the um, Warren Oates film Cockfighter, which has got some uh, some real Classic. some real and, and Harry Dean Stanton, by the way. Um, but it's got some full on. That's got some real animal violence. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh oh. oh, oh. Fascinating. Nestor Almendros, also cinematographer for a whole bunch of Eric Romer films. Eric Romer? Yeah. Not in my house. Claire's knee. Not in my house, buddy. No way. So we're going to see more of this Nestor camera work. Will we, though? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Shit. Shit. Well, so uh, what else have I got here? Oh, so there's this passage where Penny's responding to this idea of the property and she starts talking about how Coco the gorilla was born in America. Mm-hmm. So I, in my mind I was like Coco gorilla American. She's she, 
the citizen of America. My favorite screenshot, as I told you, is uh, will Coco become the first white American Protestant gorilla? And you go, what? Wow, that that goes into this like because there is like a pretty extended uh, sequence in the middle of this documentary uh, where it's Penny admonishing Coco for being yes bad. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, uh, I don't know how this is going. Like it's, it, it is like basically watching a parent admonish their like, you know, the kids, their three year old yeah. that can't communicate really in a way that a human would process yeah. this exchange. Uh, but they're trying. It's really, it's bizarre. It is. There is. Well, a, it's so it's kind of like you know when like a four year old like knocks over a cup of water. And you call him a stupid piece of shit and you hit him a bunch and you're just like, why can't you hold the water? And they're like, I try and you're like, learn how to talk and you punch him. Is that your uh, your parenting book? Is that is that uh, is that what chapter is that? That's what I believe the Penny parenting book is from. Oh, because there's the one scene where she's talking about her being bad, where she very clearly just like Coco just very clearly wants to like be out of the trailer. And uh, Penny's like, you're being so bad. And then she's like, "Okay, cut." And then it, oh yeah, like that, the, that, the, 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 was she telling the cameraman to cut? She tells the cameraman yeah. to cut. And then in the next scene, Coco is kind of like sulked in the corner. You know what happened in there? Cut. And he was beating the shit out of Coco, uh, allegedly. Mm. Well, that's a that's a, that's uh, a bold happened. claim. It's a bold claim. Something happened. There, there, there was going the very there, next it, scene. It, too. it was going to be yeah, whatever it was. It was something that at the, up to that point. She, uh, she wouldn't want to be on camera anymore, on or camera. or the situation was devolving to a point where she felt like she wasn't in control anymore, yeah. And she wanted the camera to no longer be involved with the dog. It's like you know when a, like you you mentioned earlier, police officers. You know when they turn off their body cam, body cam. and they go, yes. "Sorry, it, manu- it, it malfunctioned." <laughs> yep. And I think the very telling thing about that situation is in the very next scene, they uh, we have the narration that goes. Gorillas are incredibly strong. Equal weight to Coco is equal weight to Penny. If and in gorilla society, there is a hierarchy of dominance. And if Pel- Penny didn't establish the dominance, there's a likelihood that Coco could injure or hurt Penny. So they have a rationale built into the documentary for it. And it's like, yes, animals do like gorillas do have hierarchies in their in like their. Uh, like social groups, but uh, they're trying to rationalize where it's like, okay, cut, and then it comes back, and you're like, hmm. Well, they don't tiptoe around Wonder it too, what too much. Well, because later, like when they're outside, and when there's the scene where uh, Coco and Michael, uh, well, Coco is getting very aggro on Michael. Um, yeah. There is a bit where I think Penny just slaps Coco. She does. Across this, like, she does. And it's like, whoa. But I don't know. I feel like Coco was probably fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, whatever. It's kind of like a shocking thing. You're just like, "Eh, you're not supposed to do that. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not working. I'm not working with this, this, uh, this Coco. I don't don't know. You could be. I'm I'm not. That that is, uh, I know. I'll leave that one to uh, the pros. Or maybe not. Mm. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't, uh, be uh, mucking about, but that's neither here nor there. Maybe the, the past is the past. So, um, so yeah. So the documentary. I mean, it feels out of date, but also really timely. Um, and 
there's like these these observations. Like I do think that Barbara Schroeder, like I think in su- subsequent kind of interviews, talks about how Coco's behavior really did change, and was very and she was very aware that there was like mm-hmm. a cameraman. I mean, mm-hmm. whether or not she understands what that means, but it's kind of like attention. She was aware that there was yeah. something there that wasn't normally there, right? Right, and enjoyed yeah. it, and enjoyed it because it was like, oh, this is cool. It's another person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is fun, and like uh, I believe Barbara Schroeder like talked about Coco was a ham, <laughs> and would and, and would like over like would over like would perform. Um, yes, in those scenarios, um, and so mm-hmm. it's, I, I think like Barbara Schroeder, oh, I just love looking at Coco. Coco's one of the great performers, like Marlon Brando. Uh, oh, of course. Of course. Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah, of course. In, uh, in um, what's that movie? The Score? Mm-hmm. Yeah, directed by Frank Marlon Oz. Marlon Brando in The Score. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One uh, and the same. Yeah. Uh, there's the one bit, too, kind of like toward the end, these like solemn moments where it's like, if someone killed Coco, legally, it wouldn't be murder. And you go, yes, yeah, and it is. It is like that's like a really uh, interesting observation to have in your documentary. That mm-hmm. I guess like is pre- like I've read. We'll see in the the who hates this. People talk about this is just like a PR thing for the Gorilla Foundation, and this is like promoting this. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's got. Uh, this is about a person that I think really cares about this animal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and like yeah, and is really fascinated with it, and it's like this is like yo, this is like um, these, these these are amazing creatures, and there's like this whole other realm that's kind of just touched upon in this because I think maybe it was obvious maybe in 1978, but it's like no gorillas are being killed for like for sport for food poaching. Um, poaching and like yeah they're just being killed like and they're going to get wiped out and this is kind of like a raising awareness around it and mm-hmm. using the subject of like hey maybe like if if you if you have to try to justify the existence of an animal to people and the, the shift of consciousness isn't coming quick enough in terms of like mm-hmm. viewing animals is worthy I guess you have to like kind of go off this idea like, hey, they can communicate with us. They are intelligent. And you have to like, go along with that because to this day, there are people who are just like, you know, they do not think that humans are part of nature. They think that they, they forget. Yes. They forget that yeah. all the time because like I'm not sure if it's necessarily a religious thing. There's definitely that definitely feeds Sometimes. into the dominion, dominion yeah. over everything. Now, there's that. But I think yeah. I'll, honestly, I think people who know better completely don't think about themselves as animals. Mm-hmm. They, they think that they think there is this hierarchy that continues on, even for people who know better, including scientists who study these things, because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of uh, egregious claims kind of thrown out there about language and like what it is. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about this maybe in the uh, way that, you know, uh, a linguist would be talking about like, you know, um, when I was watching the Foucault Chomsky debate he yeah. was talking about the like what kind of separates humans i guess from other things is our uh ability to be creative and he doesn't mean that like to make art he's talking about like the ability to like conceptualize i think he yeah he, he, he has a very specific yeah. way that he uses that word that is mm. confusing i guess um which maybe doesn't means it's maybe not the greatest term but it's one that's useful for when he is a linguist which i mean that's a long time ago and i mentioned there's been uh 
improvements or uh, leaps in the science of language since mm-hmm. uh, you know 1978 here or like 1969 um, when he was in his I guess heyday and sort of a political figure. Um, so, but yeah, there's these things like this idea of like what language is defined as, and I'm like, well, yeah, they're they're communicating. It's like cats mm-hmm. communicate with people. Like, can, can, like they're very yeah. smart. Like, like there's like all these things, and you know, you look up lists of like what are the t- the smartest animals, and it and it's like yeah. what are we measuring this up to and by? And like very clearly, there's things where like you know you can see like you know donkeys, <laughs> donkeys are really yeah. donkeys are really smart. I mean, it doesn't stop people from treating them like shit though. Like people that like who are around them all the time, um, mm-hmm. and, and but it's all sometimes these weird forced. Um, interactions that people have had where they have to kind of dismiss those things to, yep. to get, to get things accomplished, but they do that with human beings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, see, I think, I think intelligence is a weird thing, right? Because like, uh, people use that word in a very strange way where it's just like, just cause we do things in a certain way doesn't mean that we have a greater intelligence than other animals. Like, I mean the way like whales use like, um, the way they can tap into like certain frequencies of things for like navigation that's something we can't do the way like elephants can find water with their like underground that's something we can't do octopuses the way they camouflage that's something we can't do and it's like is that intelligence well you know, you know like, i think intelligence is kind of a made-up thing right like well you know lyle lanley yeah yeah well you know as he once said a town with money is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. And, if he knows and how here to use you could take money with intelligence. <laughs> well, well, yeah, exactly, right? Like exactly. That's why you got to build the monorail. That's what I'm saying. Monorail, monorail. Yeah, I, I've always found that a strange thing where it's like, it's like, well, we do this the best. It's like, listen, I'm gonna make some fucking ribs and buffalo tenders that are going to blow your aim right out. That's my intelligence. And you're like, you're and they're like, can an animal do that? Can a gorilla make a cheeseburger? And you're like, (laughs) do you, do they need to? It's like, they're, they're doing their own thing, man. They're doing something different, but you know, Coco, she eats cheeseburgers. just like every other American, but do they have faith of the heart? That's the real question. They do not. They do not. But also, gorillas are uh, uh, um, herbivores, right? Like they're not. They don't normally eat meat. So, well, as, as I noted, uh, the, the 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 best line of the film for me was. Uh, let me find it here. I don't, I don't know if you saw me. Uh, yeah, I saw. Review. I saw. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Coco eats hamburgers and takes vitamins like any American child. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I saw that. I saw it. It was like the white Protestant American thing. They really tried to, uh, they tried to Americanize her. But like even even so, it's like well, every American kid drinks Sunny D. Sunny D is the thing that's really there for you. And you're just like, is that good? And you're huh. like, you know, you know, you know, it might stimulate the 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 brain a little bit. Is le- some electrolytes. Well, you can you can get electrolytes in a lot of ways. Uh, one one thing that uh, was not uh, maybe developed enough between the two documentaries though was uh, uh, Coco's nipple fixation. Well, what it was was Coco wanted a baby, and she knew that there was 
something about feeding, right? And it's like, I don't know. I feel bad for uh, Coco. But, I mean, you're the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know if you, uh, on Wikipedia, there's an entry called nipple fixation. Coco was reported to have a preoccupation with both male and female human nipples, with several people mm-hmm. saying that Coco requested to see their nipples. In 2005, three female staff members of the Gorilla Foundation, where Coco resided, filed lawsuits against the organization, alleging that they Come were on. pressured to reveal their nipples to Coco by the organization's executive director, among other violations of labor law. The lawsuits were settled out of court. Gorilla expert Kristen Lucas has said that other gorillas are not known to have had a similar nipple fixation. And this has seven uh, citations. <laughs> Come on, Jared. No. No. Yeah. Come on. But Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I anyway, I, I, actually, I, I really did like this um, in terms of, like, watching this. Uh, particularly in light of the night before watching um, this animal documentary called The Animal World, uh, which oh, yeah. which which yeah. is only to be viewed, I think, for the Ray Harryhausen effects during the dinosaur sequence. But we'll be talking about Ray Harryhausen um, in a couple more weeks. But outside oh, yeah. of that, I'm not sure. Did you watch much of the animal world documentary or did you I watched most of it okay so uh, that it's such a I don't know watching Coco a talking gorilla right after watching the animal world just Mm -hmm. made like that documentary like the the Coco documentary so much more interesting on top of it because the animal world is 1956 grounded in this like I don't know 1950s elementary school textbook mindset of the world of man does things and the yeah. and, and just like yeah it, it's about you know man doesn't really want to have to go out and hunt the puma that's killing his cattle but he will but oh yeah here's some other footage of him fucking up animals and hunting elephants for some reason there's no explanation of the gains of this other than well you know they they might be running into a little spot of trouble as they might get wiped out. <laughs> Anyways, here's us hunting some whales. You want us harpooning the whale now? You go, fuck, 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 I hate this. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I, just want, I just want to go back to like the dinosaur bit. But even that, like this, the voiceover narration and all the, the cutesy little, like giving the animals little personalities and going, making them laugh and stuff like that is like, man, this is real, yeah. real, real aimed at kids. But, but, but it also pits everything as like arch enemies. The arch enemy yes. of the Brontus or the of the Triceratops, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And he's like, why? Why are they arch enemies? Mm-hmm. So like I um, what was I gonna say? I I forgot to put my review of it, but the, this reminded me a lot of uh, like it was like an America's Funniest Home Video because they were like doing voices for the animals it'd be like a fish and be like i gotta get out of here and it was like run away and i was like what is this like what is this weird comedy stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh it was a it was a strange one a strange one to be sure we are also kind of coincidentally watching the uh the barack obama nature doc that uh, it's called like our national parks or something. Yes. So uh, it's uh, we're getting current 2022 um, like nature docs type stuff. And I've always really liked uh, like I'm a big planet Earth 
guy like i've always really liked those things nature docs are awesome they're super cool so well uh, and there's good way change. there's good ways of doing it and not so yeah. good um you gotta, you gotta love those david attenborough uh, yeah if he's there you're good yeah 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 you're good yeah always Seal love don't, don't don't you always love the last parts of these where it's like and everything's gonna die soon because humanity's the worst yep <laughs> that's like everyone's book ended with yelp all this wonderful things you've just, all the wonderful things you've just seen. Bye bye, bye bye. Mm-hmm. But we shot it with that, you know, I don't know, two, three hundred millimeter telescopic lens, and it's like it's the first time we've ever seen a, a lynx with its cubs in history. But mm-hmm. it's a good thing we got this covered before it's all over because they're almost dying or something like that. Yeah, great, great. I know. I loved it's, his uh, uh, Life in the Undergrowth one's my favorite. That's the one about the bugs, about the insects. Oh, I hate the bug ones. I love them. I hate the bug oh, ones. They're so they're so like, they're so cool. Some I, of the bird bird ones are the coolest because birds have really crazy like uh yeah. like behaviors, like their mating courtship stuff is like nuts. So some of the bird bird stuff I think is pretty cool. Nice. So pretty cool. So, Cinema. So anyway, yeah, um, I kind of mentioned before, yes. Yeah, so then I sent uh, along to you the uh, the BBC documentary because I think it. And I didn't know until mm-hmm. watching, but I'm like, oh, I'm really glad that we watched this as well because it does mm-hmm. actually encompass more like actual information and clarify some things that I think the Schroeder documentary just kind of leaves out. Um, but we actually didn't talk about uh, Saul Kitchener too much. The the zoo the the the, the, the zookeeper the zoo the zoo lord uh, because he makes yeah. like he he I don't know whether or not he makes he, interesting he makes points, some interesting but he, points. He does some of them in the wrong way. If yeah. that makes sense. Well, I mean, like I think the most interesting one that straight up is like you can't teach a gorilla like good and bad. It's like a gorilla is not good or bad. It's just a gorilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and so like. He, he, he has which is also true of where... like everything but i mean yeah. th- th- these are again bigger issues i guess and also just the entire i mean not even getting into the uh potential issues of just like the endeavor of science itself oh yeah yeah no yeah. yeah i mean that's a big part of it but um yeah like i mean some of his points are right where he just like She's a gorilla. She should live with other gorillas. And if she doesn't, that's kind of bad. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I understand that. And then some of his other stuff, you're kind of like, he's like, oh, we got to do this to this to gorilla. Get him back. And you're like, hmm. You're like, some of your ideas are good. Some of what you're saying is potentially not quite there. But yeah. uh, he's he's got he's got some some decent ideas on what's happening. But, yeah, I mean, it, it boils down to. Um... For me, anyway, that this is this I, this science experiment happened, mm-hmm. um, and by the end of it, it was like, well, how do we change course, or what do we do with this now? And this, we basically went up with Coco being the topic that we're talking about here in 2022, uh, mm-hmm. 50, you know, 50 years after uh, Coco was born, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it is what it is. Like, there's, so yeah. it's just kind of a matter of, uh, it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's worth talking about still mm-hmm. because clearly, uh, humans and animals, uh, both, both animals, yes. uh, are, are going to be navigating each other's spaces for a long time. Mostly humans have to figure out how to navigate 
that because animals are just wow. going to animals are just going to animal around. I mean, every every goddamn summer, we're heading into summer season. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be humans uh, blowing away bears soon because bears are going mm-hmm. to be hungry and they're looking for food. And suddenly it's like, uh oh, that's a bear. Better kill it quick. And it's like it's a solution to a lot of problems. Eh? Yep. And I mean, even in 1978, it's like, oh, they didn't seem to think that was the right solution either. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I don't know. But that's where we're that's where we're headed. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I uh, I think this is a really uh, important document, I guess, that people should watch if they're interested in the subject mm-hmm. matter. Um, but other than that, uh, RJ, what did you mm-hmm. think? What did you think of Cocoa Talking Gorilla? Uh, I think Coco is also an important documentary. I find it's incredibly problematic but for reasons that are specific to me um which we kind of talked about a little bit but i do think i do think it is incredibly important and i do think it is like you said like uh at a certain point like there was a thing where um it was basically just like how do we like get people to understand that animals are important and have feelings and have consciousness in their own right. Yeah. And it's like the only way we can do that is to try to humanize them into in a sense that uh, people can relate to it, which is the big problem, right? Where it's just like uh, it's like um, we should be able to kind of see past that where it's like you shouldn't have to try to make it seem like you for you to be able to relate. But that's. That's human nature completely. It's not even just animals. It's like other people too. Like people need things that are similar to them for them to like actually care about it. And you're like, I get it. And that's kind of a problem with like humans in general where it's like, it's like, can't you just care about this other person even if they're different from you, but because they're a living thing. But uh, that's a really hard thing to, for people to think about because uh, you know, evolutionarily Jarrett, we are selfish because of self instinct and survival and it's like the need to try to self-preservate and you're just like well you have that but it's like if if people think that they're this kind of like enlightened like uh, higher being it's like shouldn't you possess the qualities that go past that because you have awareness of it but I don't know. That's a that's a conversation for the big boys, not for me. You that, know that, that's I mean, that's a conversation for Star Trek episodes on Patreon. Yes, that is. Uh, do we kill Worm Clone Trip or do we not kill Worm Worm Clone Trip? That's a that's a morality question, my man, and that's some serious heavy shit. Um, but yeah, like so, I understand why uh, why this needs to exist in a certain way. It's because yeah, people do need things to. Um, relate to or else they can't like uh they can't feel it which is too bad but uh i knew about coco long time and uh as i said before like i really liked animal behavior so i did i did a ton of classes on it like i'm not an expert or anything like that uh but i I did a lot because I, I was just I just liked it. So I, I learned a lot about primates and like other animals. And it's like I was saying earlier, I always found it weird, like this intelligence thing, because uh, what other animals do is so much like surpassed what we have the ability to do. And it's just like, well, it's like they just every everything just does things that are different. Like intelligence isn't the key. And people are like, well, we have cars and cell phones. And you're just like, yeah, 
Well, like, I mean, we but, can't do things other animals do. Uh, I, I do want to say though, because I, I find it interesting that because you, you do say kind of like how what animals do is is superior to what people do, but I, I would still frame yeah. that as it's different. It's di- it's different. It's not like I just think animals yeah. are inherently better in certain ways because <laughs> because people annoy me, but uh, but yeah, it it's just it's a different kind of thing, right? Like what what like a dolphin does. And how they live is different from how people live. It's not like a measure of intelligence. It's it's different. And like they have self recognition. They have like they're they're conscious beings too. They're sentient sentient and we've proven that. So it's like they know they're alive. They know they're dolphins. They know who they are. They just do things differently. They have like a different life. They have a different world. So yeah, it's I don't I don't think it, not necessarily that animals are better in that sense. I just think animals are better in general sense because I think people are bad kind of a thing. Um, well, you know, um, my, uh, one, of my, one of my dudes, uh, Ligotti, he wrote a little book called Conspiracy oh, yeah. Against the Human Race. It talks about how uh, the, the, the conspiracy is, uh, is that consciousness that we got mm-hmm. uh, gets us into all kinds of trouble. And then it's like maybe yeah. maybe uh, being living in blissful uh, ignorance of li- that maybe life is the problem in itself. And, yes, and it's what introduces us to the the horrors of the world at all. Um, and so it's like maybe uh, the animals have got the right idea. I and mean, it's like and it'd be like a real a real travesty to to introduce an animal to self awareness mm-hmm. and sadness. And it's like maybe we yeah. should knock that off. <laughs> Well, and see, like, that's a, like, I, I agree with that, too. But, like, uh, and, like, that's what I mean. It's, like, it's weird because it is, um it's kind of different. Like, so dolphins have self-recognition. Um, elephants have self-recognition. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, and, like, awareness, too. So, like, dolphins, like, in captivity, like, uh, if they like put, Darwin like, a Like Darwin from Sequest? Darwin from Sequest, exactly. If they uh, if they put like a smudge on its head and then they let him out and they'll like see it in the reflection, they'll like they'll try to like rub it off because they know their reflection, so they're like conscious too. Um, it's kind of a weird thing, um, but elephants has have that also, and I don't know, probably bugs. No, bugs don't have any feelings or emotions. Uh, what was I saying? Anyway, so I I know why the why they do things a certain way, but it does this um. So I, I do I do like this documentary because I do think it's important to see animals in different light. But uh, this documentary uh, documentary bums me out incredibly mm-hmm. because of how sad I think it is oh, for yeah. Coco. Because it is like it's like the zookeeper saying it's like she wants to be outside. She wants to be a gorilla. And it's like, yeah, she does. And like in all of her interactions with, with a family, like with. The, yeah. With, with, yeah. She wants to be with other girls, and that's where the Congo thing comes into play, actually. But oh uh, um, she wants to be outside, and, like, all, all of her things are like, let's go outside. Let's go outside. And they're like, oh, watch a movie, Coco. And it's just like, holy fuck. It's like, let her outside, man. Let her off that leash. Build her a catio or something, uh, which they do eventually. But, uh, yeah, it bums me out a lot, and especially because um, even though, like, the animal research stuff it's like yeah they taught her how to sign she can communicate it's like there's other ways you can do it and i know it was a different time but it, it bums me out especially because uh as you mentioned earlier this is the kind of stuff that i was doing but uh there was a reason i left it too right because mm-hmm. it's like yeah this is like, uh, i don't think it's just, it's just, worth it this depicts like a kind of a, a trans a little bit of a window it's like oh at least they're not 
you know, dismembering Coco. Yes. Yes, which that happens frequently. That, that already because that, that already had happened uh, when they were like, "Hey, let's, let's check out what's you what happens with this chick with that gorilla brain." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just start picking yep. about. I mean, they did do that to people for a, for a, for a window. We did of time. that to people for a while too. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like uh, how they discovered how long the intestines were. They're like, let's find let's out. Crack that dude open, and they're like, what's all this weird shit? Let's pull this apart. And well, they're, they're they're like, the body, the, the body's not just made crazy. of four humors. <laughs> and you go, whoa! You're like, what's all this goop? And well, I mean, even like, though it's like people have been being blown apart for for a long time and split open, it's like there's a bunch of stuff in there. It's just kind of random assortment. Check it out. Check it out. I am looking up the, uh, uh, the the top ten smartest animals. Orangutans, number one. I, it's like I said before. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but orangutans are my favorite. Pongo Pygmaeus, yeah, because of Dunstan Checkson, uh, which was uh, a movie I couldn't watch now because I know of the harsh treatment of orangutans in Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, previously. Um, we gotta watch they're some so, that, uh, Clint Eastwood so action. Smart. I know I have it. I have the double pack, but I can't watch it because it's going to bum me out because oh, I've learned yeah. all that stuff about how the trainer of the orangutan would like beat them viciously. And it's like, I can't watch that anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, orangutans are super smart. You know who else is really smart? Crows. Where uh, are they on that list? They are number eight. Number eight? Yeah, crows oh, are super smart. I, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll throw back to your thoughts on this, but I wanted them. So number two, bottlenose dolphins. Number three, yeah. chimpanzees. Yeah. Number four, Dolph- elephants. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. five, the African gray parrot. Oh, uh, octopi, octopi. Yes, because they can I've, solve I've... all kinds of troubles. And of course, the yep. one, the one that makes me angrier than probably a, a lot of things pigs. should pigs. That one makes me so mad because <laughs> this is like what the fuck and just oh <laughs> i know nom, nom, nom. It's like, i know it's like oh poor pigs why do you taste so good <laughs> it's like you well, some stop, would say stop, that it's knock, the knock, other other white meat knock knock, knock it off yeah wow we're the long pigs um, yes uh well so right below so yeah of course pigs which are like they're like the they're the cutest yeah. and bestest uh crows yeah. followed by pigeons Pigeons are pretty smart. Yeah, and, there's and, a lot of smart birds. And number ten, you know them, you love them, rats. Oh my god, rats are. I think rats are smarter than pigeons. To be very, Probably. very clear. <laughs> I'm sure it's neither here nor there. I'm sure yeah. it's like hair splitting, uh, according to azanimals.com. Yeah, I agree with most of those. Rats are definitely smarter than uh, than that. Uh, but yeah, like crows are super smart. Crows and like um scrub jays have like uh so they'll use they have tool use, but then they also do things like they have concepts of time where it's like a, a lot of a lot of what people used to say was like, well, the one thing humans have that animals don't have is time. And it's like that's not true, because birds have concepts of time where it's like they'll they'll cache like um food that will go bad, and if you withhold them from going back to it and they know it's gone bad, they won't go back to it. They'll go to the other food that they know isn't bad. So like they have a concept of like, like a rough concept of time. Birds are super smart. And I've said many times, which I know is aggravating to people, but octopus and pigs are incredibly smart. And like, that's the one thing, like I'm actually trying to cut down on my pork because it's just like pigs are too smart. And the only problem is I just, I love, like sausage 
<laughs> and like pepperonis and well, things. You, I know you, there's like. You, I mean, you could eat. There, I mean, but... yeah, you, you could eat other types of sausages, but I know. Uh, but I, I love Virgie, like... Then there's bacon, and then I um, know. When you... I know. I'm. It's, it's, I, it's... I'm trying to cut back on that, but mm-hmm. yeah, pigs are super smart, which is a bummer. Dolphins are smart, but I would never. Oh. Everyone wants to swim with dolphins. Don't ever do that. They rape people like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're incredibly and, aggressive. And I quote: "Don't don't swim with dolphins. They rape people like crazy." There's even so much so that there's even a King of the Hill episode where yeah. Hank gets sexually assaulted by a dolphin. Yeah. So I just wouldn't. I just flat out wouldn't do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just my advice. I would never swim with a dolphin because they would, uh, they'd get you. I think, I think, uh, on this, on this list, I mean, yeah, pigs. I think, I think elephants are so cool because they have graveyards. Yes. <laughs> it's like, they do. Well, they, they mourn their dead. Yeah. Like, and, uh, they'll have a whole thing where it's like an entire group, like a tribe of elephants will come and they'll like, they'll basically sit around like the dead elephant for like a week or two because they, and they bury it because they like, they mourn their dead. So elephants are incredibly, uh, unique as well. But what about all that ivory they've got? So here's something crazy. What? Uh, so I, I saw that, sorry, we, we were glitching a little, something crazy about elephants. There's like a natural selection, like, in real time going on with them where a lot of uh, new male elephants don't are grow um, ivory. They or don't do- grow their tusks. Yeah. 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 They, they because it, yeah. yeah, the ones who don't have tusks don't get poached and they're the ones who keep reproducing. And so it's just like, yeah, a lot of the new male elephants, like uh, they're, they're tuskless because, because of poachers, man, which is a bummer. No. So, Yeah. Interesting stuff. I do think it's important, but yeah, it does bum me out just because of, I think animal behavior in general is uh, not worth it. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing with science though, with like the, yep. the I don't know, the science class, I guess, is yep. that it, what is worth it? And you know, it's always these things where it's like mating habits of crickets. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, you don't know what's going to come of it, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh huh. I, I don't know that, but that's like yeah. you know, that's the history of uh, you know scientific endeavors. Science. Uh, yeah. We we'll ask. We'll figure that out. Why? We'll figure that out later. It's like, hmm, yeah. Should you? It's just, it's not, yeah. It's like, again. It yeah. always comes back to the cliche. It's like, should you do that? Should you? Because yeah. it, because it's there. <laughs> well, it's like yeah. We learned a lot of stuff. Like even like Harry Harlow's attachment stuff with like the monkeys and like the terry cloth mothers. It's just like yeah. We learned a lot about like how emotions are formed. But you just tortured a ton of animals for nothing, and it's just like, was that worth it? I don't know. I don't think so. Like. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff like that, that, uh, just kind of drives me crazy where it's like, because I was involved in it it's just like, it's not worth it. And I tell people that it's like, mm-mm. you, I've told you my idea before, but the only time we should be doing testing is on human convicts who are serving life sentences <laughs> that, and here's the catch. They sign consent that they're willing to do it because that's the one thing animals don't have is consent. What about, no what about, like, why, why, do they, why do they have to be criminals? 
Well, or <laughs> because if they're serving what? Life what? What is it? RJ, life isn't the dirty dozen. It it it, it isn't it isn't a suicide, suicide, squad. suicide squad. It's if they're it, serving it, a life sentence already, then you what? say, Hey, listen, we're no. gonna try this crazy no. thing on you, but you might die. And then they'll go, Yeah, no problem, I'll sign off. Uh-huh. And they're like, If you're alive, we'll give you a TV yeah, yourself. That won't encourage any bad behavior from bad actors. Be like, Hey, we gotta get more uh convictions if you know what i'm saying let's let's find things to make crimes we, we need more ex, we need more we, uh, subjects yeah we already sign, have lots of that s- sign this paper over here please <laughs> no no it's RJ. just my idea okay? i know i know it's your it's idea, idea and it's a bad one <laughs> yeah what about just humans in general that sign off consent <laughs> i don't know be tested on. or we just stop rj we just stop yeah, we don't need to live to 120. We already got enough science. We're done. We look, don't need look, any- look, look at all the problems we're running into. People can live longer. They can work at their jobs longer, and really uh, uh, you know, continue working until they're bo- 80 we're, and we're, dying. We're, we're gonna have uh, some. We're gonna have these unacknowledged issues about bottlenecks of us as we live longer and longer. Yes. It's like, is it a life worth living when you're like you have no money? Not usually. It's like, oh, good. And it's like, and it's not like, uh, it doesn't sure, it sure doesn't seem like society's in any mad rush to take care of you when you're old. In fact, it's like, oh, what's that? 10 of you are dying a week from, from, Mm. uh, from a preventable disease, uh, with social, like, with responsible policy. Nah. Nah. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) You say, no, no problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So anyways, do you want to hear about Congo? Absolutely. So I saw Congo once when I was a little kid. Why did you watch Congo? It's my fault because I I told you. You encouraged it. I said, hey, Michael Crichton, that was his starting place, inspired by the the story of Coco. Yeah, you encouraged it, so I had to watch it. He's a science guy, or he was a science guy. He's dead now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was a big science guy. And uh, Michael Crichton's good stuff. Like a lot of scientists are like, yeah, Michael Crichton, like actually like did research and consulted on all of his stuff. So like he he wasn't just making shit up like out of nowhere. But um, I uh, I haven't seen Congo in a very, very long time. I saw one as a little kid and it scared the absolute shit out of me so bad because of the white gorillas that are just like ripping dudes arms off in this movie. It was so scary, Jerry. You'd shit your pants. That's how scary this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, I didn't realize, is fucking stacked with actors. All, all, have, all it, those, the guys. That, or, sorry, that guy. It's that, that guy. guy. Like, so, like, Joe Pantoliano, you know him. Delroy Lindo, the guy who plays uh, Echo, Mr. Echo and Lost. Then you all have, like, John Hawks, Laura Linney, Ernie Hudson, Tim Curry, Bruce Campbell, Jarrett, like this, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett. They're all in here. This movie is fucking stacked with actors. And like every time a new person was on, I was like, holy shit, this guy's in here too. So this actually has a couple crossovers with Barbette Schroeder because uh, there's some real Edie and Mean Dada uh, vibes in this as well from the from some of the characters because they have to interact with the government a little bit. So I won't tell you too much about Congo. They, uh, big corporation wants to find this diamond mine in Congo. And, uh, 
there is a animal researcher guy who has a gorilla named Amy who they've taught to sign and they hook her up with a uh, backpack that like makes uh, as she signs it monitors it and it, it generates the voice right and it talks mm-hmm. for her um, so uh, he's trying to just take her back to Africa to the Congo uh, and then all these people kind of piggyback on it because it's their like in to sneak past the government so they can go get this diamond mind or whatever uh, so they go there, and then when they get there, uh, they find out it's like a, a shrine, and the people who the indigenous people there trained gorillas as like uh, the um, the sentinel or sentinels, like the guardians of it, and so they're super aggressive and they kill people. And Amy's there. So the reason this does kind of connect into uh, Coco is because it's based on Coco, but there is two things. One thing that's incredibly sad, and then one thing that Michael Crichton corrected for all of humanity. So there's a scene where Coco sees other gorillas and she tries to sign to them and they don't know what she's doing and they leave. And then Amy's super sad. And then uh, someone walks by and it's like, she doesn't really fit in anywhere, huh? Does she? And you go, Oh man, that's really sad. Especially right after watching Coco. Mm -hmm. Cause you're like, Coco doesn't fit in anywhere either. And you're like, that's super sad. But then Michael Crichton does the right thing, and he corrects history. Where in the end of this movie, Michael they Crichton allow- himself, Michael Crichton, he he, he has nothing. He, he he had nothing to do with this movie. Uh, well, I imagine his John, story. Uh, Frank Marshall, the man who brought John, us arachnophobia, the, 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 and the, the, the screenwriter John Patrick Shanley, who wrote this. Uh, Michael. And, so uh, I was just because I was kind of reading about uh, Michael Crichton's involvement. Uh, yeah. Why? Because I've read that book. Because when this movie was coming out in theater, I was stoked because this was that post Jurassic Park glow yeah. of Michael Crichton. Where it's like he can do no wrong. What's that? They're they're going to do a version of Eaters of the or Eater of the Dead, but it's Thirteenth Warrior with Antonio mm-hmm. Banderas, and it's kind of like a Beowulf Sounds type awesome. of thing. Incredible, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, and then Congo, and then Congo, and I I, yeah. I bought that book and I read that book and I, the whole time I was like. I, I don't think this is very good. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, you know what uh, John Patrick Shanley has also written? Oh, I know. We're back. We're back. A dinosaur the story. Dinosaurs. But he also wrote oh, yes. and directed Joe versus the Volcano. Which, I see that. I which see is that. which is a quite a good movie. Yeah. And he and alive. You also wrote yeah. screenplay, which Frank Marshall also directed, and he also directed Arachnophobia, which mm-hmm. is a John Goodman classic. Right. Oh, so after the success of the first great train robbery, Crichton decided to write a screenplay specifically for Sean Connery as the character of Charles Monroe, an archetypal, quote, great white hunter, akin to H. Ryder Haggard's hero, Alan Quatermain. Alan Quatermain from the uh, League of of Extraordinary That's right. right. He was ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. It's a good movie, too. Uh, The film was envisioned as as a homage to classic pop adventure tales, and Crichton successfully pitched the movie to 20th Century Fox. Wow, 1979 without a fleshed-out story. Uh, However, Hmm. the film ran into problems when Crichton learned that he could not use a real gorilla to portray the character of Amy, which led him to leaving the project. From there, yeah, it was offered so to several directors, including Steven Spielberg and John Carpenter, who both declined. A brief attempt was made to revive the project in the late 1980s, but to no avail. Eventually, Frank Marshall directed the film with little, if any, involvement from Crichton. Hmm. I think that's fine. They 
if they use the real gorilla, it'd just be another movie that you look back on and go, that's kind of a bummer. I think it's better that they didn't use a real gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. So the, whoever did, I don't know if it's the ending of the book or the ending of the movie, but in the ending, Amy does get to stay in Africa. And I think that's the right call. That's what you want to, that's what you want to have happen to Coco. And it doesn't happen. So nope. they corrected history at the end of this one. If that makes sense. Amy. And Amy uh, has martinis and she smokes cigars and stuff. So she's super, she's super cool, man. She's lit. Mm -hmm. As the kids would say. But uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, I tend to go back to the thing I was saying about the watching the PBS uh, airing the BBC thing. Uh, yeah, the the end of this though, with because Coco is still living with Penny Patterson and and, yeah. her, and her partner, uh, and yeah, there's just a sort of like oh they're still going about the day and you know making birthday mm-hmm. cakes and having her blow out the candles and like there's this like this overarching sadness though because. Despite efforts, I guess of some of some kind, uh, Coco just never gets to have a child of her own. Despite nope. wanting to have one for her entire existence, essentially uh, that mm-hmm. we've in her her filmed existence of like oh, holding these little dolls and the kittens and all these things over and over and over again, but wanting that's all she wanted, and she never got to have yeah. that. Um, and yeah, and that's like this thing where it's like even like I don't know. Uh, Penny Patterson still kind of remains sort of an elusive figure, at least between these two documentaries. Uh, yeah. But there's like a real sadness, I guess, of like not like it, it is. It is like she's because her herself is childless, uh, mm-hmm. and then basically Coco basically just becomes like dominates her entire life. Um, basically, it's like having an adult child that you have to care for, and uh, it's like, oh, this is what she really wants, and I can't give it to her because I've been, but I've also. Mm-hmm created this situation and this yeah. is and this is sort of this uh what it is i guess mm-hmm. so i don't know i think that's like a, a pretty it's like a sad but kind of a bittersweet kind of note um in terms of just like yeah that's kind of what a lot of people do in all their lives and not not nothing as spectacular as a talking gorilla uh to have your story being told along with that happened um but it's like it happens to a lot of anonymous lives. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, what are you going to do after, you know? <laughs> after this, I mean. After the podcast? There's some stop motion animation that needs to be viewed. Because you know what? Someone has to do it. Podcast must yes. be recorded. I know. I wanna, know. You, you want to hear from some people who uh, hated this movie? I will say that there's no big dunks on this. That's uh, good. Uh, it's mostly people just like have issues with it. So these, the, these yeah. are definitely a little bit more um, somewhat thoughtful. Uh, yeah, okay. That's hate, good. Hates. So first of all, let's uh, bump up the size of this phone. These are actually quite lengthy. I don't know if I should read all of these. These are... We've been you going, do we've, like we've, two. We've, yeah. So we got film... From men, I got, I got, I got to stop you before you even start because I just saw this dude's talking about monkey a lot. Gorillas yeah, aren't monkeys. Correct, that is correct, Arjun. Um, we'll get there. Don't you worry. One yeah. and a half stars from film from men. 
Coco mm-hmm. is a gorilla who lives with a young Stanford scientist who also wants to show that monkeys can communicate. So every mm-hmm. day, the monkey learns sign language or tries to learn sign language. For the researcher says, says thanks and does something about her hand. The monkey in turn says, ooh. The researcher holds out a candy and shows how to hold his hand. And in the end, see, he. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the end, the monkey does the same and gets his candy. This person didn't really pay attention very much. Wow. They did not. She can say thanks. What? Hmm. I'm doubtful. So even though this is a single bit commercial for Coco, I feel quite unconvinced that she can. Now she's saying, now she's saying she. She can sign more than one dog. Interspersed with Coco scenes, you get to see clips of researchers who tries to connect this with some scientific value. Eh, this could prove evolution. Doubtful, but and whatever. It is still only idiots who do not believe in evolution, and they will not change their mind due to some hippie experiments. I got quite annoyed when she finally teaches the monkey to understand bad monkey, as she says several times, especially when Coco steals a walnut. Bad monkey. And in the end, Coco also makes the sign for it. So either Coco just makes a few moves and doesn't understand the characters, or she understands the characters and denigrates herself because she ate a walnut that lay nearby. Bad whatever. Monkeys are monkeys, and to experiment on them to make them more like humans is both unnecessary, stupid, and mean. Oh, yeah. One thing we didn't talk about, RJ, was Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, <laughs> Jared. Oh, baby. You know that's the best of the, the, the best. Of Planet of the Apes. It's the best. It's so... Wow. That the, intro, the, the, the first the one's, prison the, stairs? The first one's perfect, but Conquest yeah. is aces. It's so Pork. Prison stairs in the intro. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, monkeys on chains. Oh, the apes. <sighs> the apes on chains are a jam. I, this I love it. Poor Coco needed to be with other monkeys and not become an experiment monkey. Barbet Schroeder should have had a more questioning attitude towards the project. It would have made a better film. I don't know. I'm not going to hold Barbet Schroeder on that one. I think he said to make the no, film that he did. It was and it is what it is. It was exactly it's like a presentation yeah. of it being like, I'm, he, he had questions and it's there. There's a, yeah. cr- there's a critique and it's very low key, but it's 100% yeah. there. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. This person has a few things, but mostly they don't even know that apes aren't or apes aren't monkeys. People, I, like, I think a lot of people make that mistake. I probably do it all the time I know, too. I we, know. We just say you're not going to make a monkey out of me. Out of me. I know. Simpsons reference uh, number two. Well, for the night, it's like third or fourth almost. We had yeah. Esquilax. We had monorail. We had uh, the taxes. So, oh, uh, yeah, it's always, oh, but I mean, the taxes is just in the Esquilax. Those are. Oh. <laughs> That's preamble. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, dude said something that. Oh, yeah. I, he's like, it's not going to convince anyone of evolution. I don't think it's trying to. I don't think that's the point of this. I think it's trying to show that animals are conscious living beings and that they deserve certain rights as well. well and I do think that by the. Like, there's that footage, though. Like, when you actually see Penny and Coco, like, yeah. conversing, they are communicating. Yes. Like, yeah, like that's do. the thing. After, like, you know, f- you know, 40 years together, like, maybe, like, in the f- 1978, it was still kind of like, oh, yeah, they're, like, kind of navigating. So it's like, no, they're communicating. Like, I don't understand, like, where the people think that's not happening. And then, like, yeah, she's bullshit. like, oh, and then, like, yeah, because particularly with the BBC one, you're like, what? It's like, no, they are 100% communicating. I mean, there's like a nuance that 
you know, Coco is going to be unable to, because it's just like, I I don't really, I just think things. I don't necessarily think I have to express it until asked because people are Mm -hmm. the ones who like to tell you about what they're thinking. Um, But yeah, this is, it's curious because I'm like, well, they're like absolutely communicating. Like they are, they they, they do have a means of communicating. Unquestionably. Yeah. It's so strange to me that like, there's this denial of that. It's like, no, they are. I mean, it's not like how people talk, but they are having a relationship i don't know it's yeah. it's it's baffling to me but it seems like that's a resistance to this idea because yeah. once you once you admit to that you gotta start caving on a whole bunch of other things too i mean i communicate with my cats we don't we understand each other even though we don't have a common language and like yep. i'm from a farm family people like you can communicate to the cows Dog. they understand yep. you dogs like yep. we can talk to lots of animals like it's all horse shit when people say that stuff Kind of like this guy, his film ratings. All five stars are just criterions, but here's some one stars for you, Jarrett. Uh, what Women Want, the Mel Gibson film. Stuart Little, written by M. Night Shyamalan. Mandy, Alpha Phil, and The Ship Sails On. Shake, Otis Plays Monterey, and The Night Porter. So those are some one star films from this individual. Five stars are just all criterions and it's all boring. You know what I mean? So film from men. Um, yeah, this one's a lengthy one. We'll just read one more. The 10th letter. Okay. Two stars. A talking quotes gorilla who's chained in binding neck devices called a necklace who's confined criminally to a small room whose herbivores diet is manipulated with hamburgers chicken and presumably cow's milk who rarely seems to be looking at the humans leading one to think coco actually hears better than she sees the signs all in all terribly depressing and nearly 50 years later we have not gotten any better uh, this person just half starred licorice pizza. Ah, there you go. Just uh, they have a link to their art blog spot if you want to check out their art. I'm good. Well, you, you never know. You never know. They also half starred uncut gems, Jarrett. Hmm. Uncut gems. They gave a half a star. Half a star to The Departed, which you know. Only five-star films are Casablanca, Maltese Falcon, <laughs> and uh, American Beauty. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Who? Well, also a streetcar named Desire is in there, too. Well, I think I think five-starring American Beauty in 2022. It's pretty telling. I think it's time to go back and check that one out. I mean, I, yeah. I love that movie in 1999. But when you're, like, 40? Well, when you're... 15 16 and it's like holy shit this is what movies can be well when you were 40 though kept kevin space saying you like muscles you like these kind of muscles yeah yeah so questionable they also have a link to their goodreads page oh so let's uh let's see what this person's reading right now uh Jay is currently reading Mark Hollis, A Perfect Silence by Ben Wardle. Yep. He did it. That's all I can take from this. I don't, I don't know how to read anything else on here. but Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, any final thoughts on Coco, A Talking Gorilla? 
How, no. how, 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 how does this stack up with uh, General Idi Amin Dada and Mat- <laughs> Matrice in the, Schro- in the more... Schroeder oeuvre? I think that they all fit together in theme, which you're going to say, how do those fit together in theme? They do. This is a this is a trilogy. What what is the what is the theme? Suffering. Okay. Whether it's animal, human, or pleasure suffering in Matrice, the the trilogy theme is suffering, Jared. It's a Buddhist trilogy. Yeah. Well, Buddhist. one day, one day, Schroeder's crowning accomplishment that is Barfly. We'll come to the collection. Oh, 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 baby. I'll be dead, but I hope you review it. <laughs> I hope to. I hope to. Come on. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Put that out in Region 1 in some form. Cause come some, on. Somewhere. Come please. on. I mean, I'm not sure who's going to be. Maybe it'll be Vinegar Syndrome. I don't care. Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome would be cool. Or, um, I don't know, Disney maybe? No, I mean I think it would be great in, maybe, uh, maybe. In, in Criterion Collection. It would be right at home, but I'll I'll take whoever wants to put out a 4K or whatever version of it. Get it, get it done. It's doable. Mm. It's doable and it's necessary. You know, I, I want to see I want to see Frank Stallone beating up Mickey Rourke. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's every every boy's dream. No. I think you know. <sighs> After the break, um, humanity still stinks. Swingers, oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cub, and stroll right into town and be just like the other men. I'm tired of walking around. Oh, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. So, RJ, when do we like go out and like start breaking the animals out? I'll do it any fucking time you want. Let's go get the, yeah. get the crowbar. So, let him loose. You, you're, so you you're, hot you're, you're free now. You're free. So, Hot Cam once lived with this guy named Hubert. <laughs> and Hubert was from uh, like interior China. And Hubert used to watch anime real loud. And Hot Cam was like, he'd just hear out of the room and be like, I. Like, just really loud, because Hubert would be practicing the moves. Apparently, Hubert told Hot Cam that one time he set a uh, research facility on fire to release the animals. And he said all the animals got out. And Hot Cam said, that's not real. He said, that can't be real. And Hubert swore. He said, yes, I lit an animal research facility on fire to get the animals out. And they all got away. And I'm a hero. For it. So if you're interested, did he 
did he uh, tip the tip? tip? Give, give it a little tippy tip with that Potentially. Fedora? Potentially. But if you're interested, let me call Hubert. You, me, and Hubert can get out of here. Hubert. We can make something happen. Yeah. Uh, you can write us at criteriacrease at gmail.com and tell us how you want to plan your crimes on the air. No, no, not crime. Freedom. 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 I've heard that before. <laughs> freedom. Real freedom. We got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared We're Duncan. On parlor. He's no oh dear. Telegram. <laughs> We're on Freedom page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, um, uh, MSM. Uh, we we oh you know what we should mention? I donate to the Borneo orangutan. Uh, survival thing and i I, i've been doing that for a a number of uh years for the orangutans and i think everyone else listening to this should also i'm not sponsored by these guys but find a nice animal welfare thing that you identify with and donate to i get updates every month about the orangutan i adopted she's doing great what's her name doing great dodo 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 the orangutan. She's a little feisty. She got into a, she broke out of the compound a couple months ago and got into a crane that was left over by the palm oil. Well, well maybe do you think she's maybe trying to get a crane to break up the other orangutans? Oh, yeah, Dodo. She's always doing stuff like that, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, she's a radical. Keep an eye on those. Um, and RJ, we're on YouTube and Patreon. How about yeah, that? what about Pornhub? Not yet, but uh, without, I mean, now that we're manscaped, I mean, anything's possible. Yes, it is possible. Yeah. Uh, next week, Spine 341, Powell and Pressburgers, a Canterbury tale from 1944. And I mean, oh, wow. if you're not excited already, we're going to be joined by the show, Justin Peterson. Who's gone dormant? Oh, oh shit! Sure. He's, he's been he's, uh, the mailbag has been a little light. A little light. Maybe. maybe maybe there'll be an answer to his mysterious disappearance. But he's coming. He's coming back out of the 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 the, the mists of the darkness to, to, to for Canterbury Tales. Can you believe? Maybe he's been manscaping. I mean that that could definitely. Uh, I mean, depending on what your starting point is. Hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think starting from scratch. Start from scratch. Well, no, there'll be no scratches. Very few scratches. Oh no no reduced nicks, my man. Yeah. I mean, he started from a fresh landscape. Right. Gotta, fresh. Got to till it. You know. Fresh. Fresh. Well, good night. Yes, this is the longest episode we've ever done, and it's just you uh, and me again. Unbelievable.